My name is James Rowlands, and in 2015, I started a Domino podcast with my friend, Dan White. And for five years, we have brought you the very best of the network, but it's time for a change. Now, we don't just confine ourselves to Vinnie Mac, bring you AEW, Impact, NJPW, and all the latest for the British wrestling scene. But we will still bring you all our old favourites, including NXT Update, Takeovers and live shows for the Big Four. This year we will decide who is the greatest British wrestler in the world, plus so much more. But until we watch everything, we are with you and we are the WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by... Dan White. And today it's the WNR 282. It's WrestleMania Part 2. Two! And before we start, let's do the alternate intro, and there are many things my father taught me here in this room. He taught me, keep your friends close, but your enemies even close, and that's Michael Corleone from Godfather Part 2. Two! Speaking of keep your friends close, but your enemies even closer, Dan, are you looking forward to the second night of WrestleMania? I am indeed, yes. There's a few good matches. Um, I think this is kind of going to be my favourite night, or our favourite night, because we've got two of our favourite wrestlers performing tonight, hopefully both on the winning side. And tonight, sorry to interrupt, but could be the night that Drew McIntyre finally becomes the first ever British WWE champion. But we are carrying over from night one, and you were 6-5 up on predictions as we headed in to the second night. We started off with kickoff, then with kickoff, and we still had Peter Roseberg and Corey Graves uh, doing it. And our match was Natalia versus Liv Morgan. And uh, prediction wise on that one, Dan, who did you go for? Well, I went for Liv Morgan. You went Liv Morgan, yeah, I did too, and Liv Morgan won. It was a seven minute match. It was actually longer than Cesaro versus Gulak on night one, believe it or not. Uh, but it means we both get. A point to start us. It goes 7-6 in our first match. And then Mania starts properly. We get Stephanie McMahon again introducing us to the second night. And we get the same intro video as the previous one. Nothing different whatsoever. Exactly the same. Uh, Gronk introduces us. And what a way to start off WrestleMania proper with the NXT Women's Championship on the line. That is our next match. Dan, what have you thought of the build-up between Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley? Again, I think this has been quite an exciting build-up. You know, winning the Royal Rumble. Could have gone on to face Bailey. Could have gone on to face Becky Lynch, but decided, nope, I'm going to go back to my roots. I'm going to go back to NXT, where Charlotte Flair may believe the best talent is, and challenge the NXT Women's Champion, who just happens to be Rhea Ripley. Mm, I mean, Rhea Ripley this past few months has been on a roll unlike any other in WWE in recent times, haven't they? Is this a role do you think should have gone to Tony Storm, or do you think this is uh, Rhea Ripley's deserved it? Tony Storm could have done it, but with Ripley, it just seems the momentum has been behind her. Do you know, ever since NXT UK, since she's come to NXT, she's kind of been a little bit different to anything we have seen before. And I know they're playing into the story of Ripley not wanting to be like Charlotte, but I've never seen the similarities between the two. I mean, I've... more maybe Tony Storm than um, Ray Ripley. No. Um, 
yeah, I've I've never seen any similarities between Charlotte Flair. If it was again um, Tony Storm, then you could have kind of argued that there are some similarities. You know, both blonde, both you know, kind of bubbly women. You can see, you know, Rare Ripley when she first started her career, she was blonde, she was kind of athletic looking. But since then, she's kind of completely changed it to look nothing like Charlotte Flair. No, without a doubt. And uh, we'll get to some predictions in a second. I just want to say that this is called Ray Ripley's very first WrestleMania. Charlotte has had quite uh, a history at WrestleMania. Called WrestleMania 32, winning the triple threat match against Sasha Banks and Bay. And then, of course, WrestleMania last year, main event in it, beating Oscar at WrestleMania 34. So Charlotte has been very successful. But seeing as I said all that... Prediction-wise in this one, I am actually going to go Raya Ripley, Dan. Uh, I too have gone for Raya Ripley. I think, you know, this is the kind of step up that she needs, you know, to beat an established star like Charlotte Flair to, you know, just to prove herself because she hasn't really gone up against anyone. You know, she has gone, um, you know, her biggest match has been against uh, Shayna Baszler who kind of lost last night to Becky Lynch. But, you know, I think this with Ray Ripley, this would be the step up that she needs to kind of prove herself to show that NXT is a very dominating brand as well. Yeah, and I think Ripley, like I said, with all the momentum as she comes out in a what kind of brand new outfit in a white and blue, it kind of doesn't look anything really like she would normally she, wear. She's stuck for her now. <laughs> <laughs> have you know, gone away from the black. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure if she have dyed her hair a bit blonder. Well, this is one of the things on Twitter people have been talking about as well. Is the fact is like. Are WWE kind of WWEing her up? Should they have left Ray Ripley as kind of NXT, kind of what we had in, in NXT UK as well as a kind of monster? Or are it, can't you stop that? Did WWE have to kind of WWE fire you, so to speak, you know? Well, I think that is kind of a trend with WWE. You've got to wear it up. Um, I, don't, I don't agree with it, but it's something that you kind of have to do. You have to kind of adapt to overcome, really. It's... It's a ridiculous thing because the rare Ripley that we saw in NXT UK and, you know, in NXT, she has been a monster, she's been a killer, but, you know, this, it looks like you could beat her up with a daisy. Well, exactly, and I think look what they did with Oscar against Charlotte at WrestleMania. Look at the kind of change. Look at Nikki Cross. She's kind of the only one that's kind of embraced the change in recent times, you but know. But then she's kind of mellowed down. I mean, yeah, exactly. you know, I'm not blaming Bliss, but since teaming her up with Alexa Bliss, she seems, seems to have kind of taken a step back and ramped back the crazy, which is what we both loved, loved about her. Yeah. You know, the way she jumped on uh, Killian Dane's back and she chewed <laughs> on the ropes and, you know, she was just unhinged. Yeah. Well, there's no doubt night one was uh, not a bad night. You know, we talk about kind of highlights, of course, the Boneyard match and stuff like this, but maybe we didn't have a truly great women's match and I think tonight we've got an opportunity um Basler versus Lynch match was a little bit of a disappointment we'll say tonight you know with the Smackdown Women's Championship on the line and of course this one you know there is hope keys to victory if we talk about after we get I've just had the intros what does Ray Ripley have to do in the biggest match of her career if she wants to beat Charlotte um well I think you know with the setting and this you're going to kind of change it up a bit because you can think of this as a performance centre match, you know, no crowd, no one watching, you know, no indifference. But then if it was in front of a WrestleMania crowd, there is no doubt in my mind that Ray Ripley would have 90% of the crowd cheering her on. Yeah. So, you know, you kind of got to just think, yeah, this is just a training match. This is nothing special, not in a big way. Um, and kind of, you know, just keep cool, calm, collected. 
keep eyes in the back of your head for Charlotte Flair as well because, you know, love her or hate her, she is a very good athlete. She's a good wrestler as well. Yeah, and WWE see her as the woman, don't they? Yeah. You know, when you play revision, Charlotte would be on top, so to speak. But I think you're also kind of the good point made there as well when we talk about kind of, you know, with Ray Ripley and Charlotte, they kind of the way they're going about it. It means they have to be at their best. There is no crowd there. There's no kind of what we call twelfth man here. And you know, is that a disadvantage? Does it actually mean you have to be good to beat your opponent? Because there's kind of no way. Even like the cheap shots, there's no kind of distractions because the referee's going to see it. You know, that, okay, it's kind of like beat your best. Yeah. Where does the advantage lie? Is it for Charlotte because she's that good, or is it Ripley because, like you said, it's it's taken away from the kind of moment where you are, she is from centre, where she's been training these past few years. Absolutely. I, 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 I don't know. I think, you know, the advantage should naturally be with Charlotte Flair. You know, if if you are kind of... It is still WrestleMania. Yeah. It is still the grandest stage of them all. Regardless of the fact that there is no fans there, you know, there's no crowd, there's no cheering. Well, it's been there a few times. You know, she knows what it takes to get through WrestleMania and come out on top as well. Yeah. Whereas Ray Ripley, you know, she's... She's not set foot on the grandest stage yet. So, you know, there are going to be nerves regardless of the location, regardless of the fans. You know, it is still going to be one of the most widely viewed matches or, you know, events of the year. Yeah, without a doubt. And like I said, Ripley is not going to be, um, you know, she's going to be confident in this. She's not going to, she knows how good Charlotte is and how good she is. I think strength-wise, like Ray Ripley will maybe have the advantage as she just kicks Charlotte in the face, going for the Riptide. And this could be it. Go for cover. One, two, no. no. Charlotte managing to kick out. Uh. And Ripley's finisher used then. And Charlotte knows getting out of harm's way outside. Ripley laying the light, drawing the line in the sand, so to speak. Well, you know, this is Ripley's payback from earlier on in the match. Flair dropped her with a kick and said, look, this is your NXT champion. Ripley's saying, well, no, this is your NXT Women's Champion, the woman who's standing in the ring, the woman who's drawing a line, not the woman you put down quite easily. Exactly. And this is weird that we've seen her give her best shot in the early go, and it couldn't put Charlotte away, but maybe that's a sign of things to come. But then again, Charlotte just using her experience, it seems. Drawing Ripley out of the ring, sliding in, and then kind of catching a prone Ripley as she came back into the ring, just kicking her away. Charlotte has wrestled at a certain level now for the past few years to be considered one of the best women. It, but then again, is it a case of talent or just being in that position? You know what I mean? Charlotte has always kind of seemed to have a match at kind of the big shows, whether it be Summer Slams or WrestleManias. She's always in their faults. Well, that's the thing, you know. Would it? Could anyone else be, have been put in their position and done just as good a job? Have we had any, what we'd call, you know, not the knobbing, but the White and Rollins rating of a five-star match? Well, I think this is the thing, you know, when we look at it, with Charlotte, I don't think there's many five-star matches, but with women, it's about given the time as well, you know, especially we've seen that recently with with good matches, but the talent needs a chance, and other four horsewomen may be dominating a bit too much, because even, you know, at this WrestleMania, Blinch is champion, Flair's going for the title, of course, you've got Banks and Bailey, the SmackDown Women's Champion, you know, they're kind of smothering it at this moment in time, people like Naomi, nowhere to be seen, you know. Well, you've got the likes of Naomi, Carmella. I mean, you know, both former women's champions. Nowhere to be seen. You know, you had the likes of uh, Alexa Bliss, another former women's champion, now reigning tag team champion. Jack Kari Sane, winner of the May Young Classic and Oscar as well. What's happening so, with them? Uh, something's just occurred to me. Does that make Alexa Bliss the first woman to have held the Raw, SmackDown and tag team championships? 
Bailey not done that. I think Bailey. Bailey I think Bailey's had money in the bank and NXT as well. Bliss has had money in the bank. So, so Bliss is up there with Bailey. That's what I'm saying. So Alexa Bliss has managed to cut through it, but that is probably the only one in these past few years. And that's not a knock at. Like you said, they need to go to their level. You know, yeah. the four horsewomen uh, are, are, are wrestling at that certain level. And that's why they're trusted. And it's a case of people like Ray Ripley to have a match with Charlotte and be shown, yeah, we, no, actually, we can hang with each other. You know, it's not just a case of anything else. But then women build themselves up something special in NXT. You know, Oscar, Kari Sane, Nikki Cross. Baszler, you know. Shayna Baszler. Yeah, and then they come up to the main roster and then they just get shit on. I mean, you know, I'm sure as soon as Charlotte, Becky, Bailey and uh, Banks came up, there was, you know, there was nothing too bad going on. Exactly. Well, but this is the thing with, if you see it now with Rhea Ripley, she's trying to maybe wrestle with Charlotte. And I, again, stick to your own game plan. Don't try and out-wrestle Charlotte, who's known for being one of the better, you know, wrestlers in the world. You know, go for what you've been successful with recently. Maybe we saw that early with a Riptide. And she's trying to build momentum with a kick, but Charlotte saw it coming. Sidestepped and hung Ripley's leg over the top rope. And that is bad news for her Ripley. She might have a hyperextension in her knee. And this is, if you know, look at get list of game plans of what Ray Ripley wanted to do and what she didn't. This is probably big on the list of being in trouble. Yeah, you know, it's Charlotte. It's weakening her up for the figure eight. You know, it is playing right into her wheelhouse. Yeah, she's probably got along a little women's championship match the previous night. But Charlotte now is going to wear down. And I don't know if it's me, but I'm actually getting used to the fact that there's... No crowd now. I don't know if I'm um, just because I'm uh, accustomed to it, but obviously we miss a little bit with the kind of the high spots and uh, you know the near. Fall. I think the action is managing to tell a story, and especially we hear Ripley screaming and and Charlotte kind of you know trash talking. It I think it adds a little bit more drama to it. In a weird yeah, way. but I think the fact that helps us out quite a bit is that we don't have the volume up full blast. You know, we're not listening to what the commentators are saying. We're not listening too much to the crowd as well. You know, you hear the odd holy shit or the hard, you know, on the odd high spot when the crowd do go mental. But it's it's not taking anything away from us, but it might yeah. be taking, um, you know, especially the performers going off the crowd's reaction. Well, I think this is one thing missing, especially, you know, with, with, with night two. I mean, the reaction, hopefully for the Otis and Ziggler match, you know, obviously Drew and Lesnar, even Cena and The Fiend, it's, it's going to be weird to try and replicate that. We'll see what they can do. And at the moment, Charlotte is smelling blood here and just wrapping that knee right around that ring post. Ripley Lowe managing to get away from Charlotte just for a second, but she's really struggling on that leg. Oh, Charlotte has been targeting it. It's like it's got bullseye painted on it now. And Ripley, the way she just collapsed there on the leg. And referee saying it might stop this. Ripley saying, no, I'm in mean, the biggest match of her career. She'd hate to end like this. But you can see where Ripley, she doesn't wear knee pads either, and that's going to not help her one bit. I doubt you can see, like I said, the way she buckled down. And Charlotte does what she does best, you know, picking the body part. Absolutely. Do you think Charlotte's improved now that she's not got daddy by her side? I mean, she had him for a little while. I, I think she has, but I, I think what was Charlotte that I like more than maybe oh, the others? Oh, hang on a minute. Charlotte was just targeting the knee. Ripley with a roll-up, but Charlotte just rolling through. Ripley trying to catch Flair unawares. And you can see the confidence in Charlotte as well. It's the fact it's a level of consistency. 
over since you say since WrestleMania 32, the performances have been consistent. Where with Sasha Banks and Bailey and and Lynch, maybe in one night they might have an off night. I think with Charlotte, when you look at even when she filled in for Lynch at Survivor Series against Rousey, it's a great match. You know the triple threat. She did a heavy duty. Like, even if she always kind of consistently puts in good performances, might not be the greatest. Like I said, the greatest of all time. But do you think but levels would you rather have a career where you're constantly having good matches or would you rather have a career when you have like five star matches and you could you know you could occasionally have a couple of duffs. Yeah, I, I think with Charlotte I think it helps tremendously. I think with other wrestlers they might get side or safe pair of hands wherever it is and be put there. But with Charlotte they know they can you know, someone who's star power you know he's going to have a good match, then why not put Charlotte in that position? You know, and I think that's the kind. You know, it, she's reliable. Yeah, pains me to say it, but like you said, she is the, the face of the women's division at this moment in time. And Despite it's, not holding the title, exactly. And the fact is, just performances alone. And look at Ripley now. Well, she's got a cravat locked in on Charlotte, and she's just kneeing away at the head. Flair with the hair pull, though. Again, something that Flair's are known for, trying to take every advantage. Well, Ripley's got to be careful on that bad leg. Man, shit, super kick. Oh, and hit another kick as Charlotte bounced off the ropes straight to the head. Flares down. Oh, a lovely drop kick there as well. And Ripley now just trying to get herself into this, trying to mental block the pain. Pain will be for another day if she can beat Charlotte Flair. And Ray Ripley would have truly arrived in WWE if she does beat Charlotte in this matchup. Yeah, and uh, hate to quote her dad, but to beat a man. You gotta beat the Woo Man. Exactly. I think that's just again simple story. Ripley's the best in NXT, but can she step up to supposedly the best in WWE? Very, very simple. Ripley staying in at the moment. Is it a big step? I think when you're going again, not to compliment Charlotte too much, but I think when you're going against a Charlotte Mania, that's kind of one of the biggest you know, it's all well and good going against some people, but just think with Ripley being put in this position, it is still a great position to be in, you know. As Charlotte looks to go up, Ripley's been struggling with her leg, but trying to fight back now. Plants Flair face first after electric chair and her to to kick out. Uh, but Charlotte knows with recent improvements that uh, her face won't hit that map with that move. Do you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I think with absolutely, Ripley... <laughs> she's got a bit of a protective face mask on now. You know, we cannot confirm or deny if she has had work, but she definitely has. There's no doubt. Yeah, and there's we some... cannot confirm or deny. Nothing wrong with that. You know, yeah. if you're happy, whatever. But don't say you haven't. That's my only thing. Exactly. And if you're going to have it, at least make it an approve- improvement. <laughs> now, try to take advantage. Looks more like the Ripley in NXT. So, say our predictions aren't true and Charlotte Flair does miraculously win the women's title. What's next for Flair? Is she just going to be exclusive to NXT? I don't know if she'll be exclusive to NXT, but I think the, the reason she'll be given the championship is because they're worried about AEW and it will bring some more star power to Wednesday nights. And I think with Charlotte, she'd be happy to do Raw, SmackDown and then last, you know. And if she does win and either Bailey or Banks win or retain the women's, SmackDown Women's Championship, three of the four horsewomen are going to be holding titles. Exactly. And Charlotte will be just among the kind of elite to hold the the NXT, SmackDown and Raw Women's Championship as well, like we spoke about. You know, it's, it's quite an achievement. But Ripley's still in this. Well, let's not count her out No, I'm, just, not, I'm just yeah. kind of going on what-if circumstances. 
I think Ripley needs a victory. You build another star in that way then. Absolutely, do you know what I mean? I think yeah. that's the whole thing. I think it works best for everyone and everything involved because Charlotte's not going to take anything from a loss here. No. You know, it's not. She's still going to be the face of the WWE regardless of win, lose or draw. Uh, Rad Ripley is going to be elevated to that next level from, you know, from NXT, an actual NXT success story as well. Yeah, I've, I agree. I mean, if you look at SummerSlam, Charlotte will probably be in a title match. Rip might not depend on the outcome of this one. And this is why it's so important. If Charlotte will boot up, going to come running in. No. Uh, Ripley trying to respond in kind, but Flair ducking the boot, going low with a chop block. And now Flair again working at o- working over the knee. <laughs> and Ripley's like, oh, you bitch, and just slaps her away. That's all Ripley can do in response. And there's no doubt Charlotte has got different gears that she can go to. And I think you can see it in her eyes. The focus is she grabs her leg. Ripley, though, doing whatever she can to try kind of fight out. Ripley what? turning it round into a... No, she was looking for a pin attempt. Careful you don't pop one of those. Well, Ripley just vicious with the kicks. Now grabs the legs. We've seen this before. The inverted cloverleaf. Charlotte is screaming. Ripley's screaming as well, saying tap out. But I don't think, I don't know how much pain Charlotte, which obviously she's in pain now, but how much punishment she's taken in this match. It might hurt Ripley more trying to support the submission with the leg. But anything to wear Charlotte Flair down. And Flair screaming, trying to reach the bottom rope. Picks the leg of Ripley. And Charlotte managing to get the submission. Nothing more simple than a big boot to put your opponent down. And Charlotte now just holding, holding the lower back, grabbing the leg of Ripley. And is going to look to put the figure four in, but Ripley knows this, trying to just kick her off as much as you can. Trying to scramble to her feet, but Charlotte there again goes for the pin attempt, but Ripley low with the power, managing to roll Charlotte off. Charlotte grabs her legs again. And here we go, Charlotte's got rid of Boston Crab. And a Tyler turn for Ripley, lower back getting punished now. And again, this is going to play into the figure eight as well, especially when she bridges out to turn it around into a pin attempt. Nope, Charlotte Flair reverses that. And we're going back and forth in two counts. Two. And I think Ripley's shown her power there, impressing Charlotte whether she likes it or not, gets caught with a kick to the head. So the longer this match goes on, do you reckon it's going to go into Ripley's favour or to Flair's favour? I think it favours Flair. I think ever since the leg as well, I think that is just going to be... Just saying, I don't know if she, she needs to try, but even with the Riptide, it takes all the strength to muster. Any injury is going to take that finisher down at least 25%. At least 32%. But Ripley with a big boot to the face. To oh. no, Flair managing to kick out. Uh, it's even with Ripley's expression now as well, you can see. I think she needs out of this, but then again, Charlotte's not looking that great at the moment. So if you was around Ripley, would you go for a DQ finish? Try and save your time. Uh, she's such a face. I didn't even think that. I think if it was me, I might be uh, thinking now to get her harm's way. But she wants to beat Charlotte, cement a position. And you just hear the shots from Ripley right to the body. Well, Ripley, it might not be pretty for her, but she's just grinding Charlotte into the corner. Perched up on the top rope. Ripley trying to get a big impact move to weaken up the flare. <laughs> weaken up the flare. Weaken up the flare. Ow. Trying for the superplex, but no. Charlotte planting Ripley face first. Oh, Charlotte doesn't go up or doesn't stay up often. I mean, she doesn't usually effective move. Here she comes, moonsault. No, Ripley with the feet up straight to Flair's jaw. Or her new jaw, should I say. <coughs> oh. Spear, though. One, two, no. no. Ripley managing to kick out. Uh, um, Again, do you think this is kind of... 
going into Flair where she's got a longer match? I think it is, but I think it's working out for it. You know, I'm not, I'm not thinking, well, this is too long. At this moment, I think it's worked out quite well with Charlotte now. Gonna Want to lock in the figure eight? No, please, with a roll-up. Two. Oh. No. Just a two count. Two. And Charlotte now grabbing the leg of Ripley. Got the figure four. You can hear Ripley screaming in the middle of the ring. Nowhere to go. She extends it. Figure eight. And Ripley just staring at Charlotte. And we're moving at got trying to slap at Charlotte with a submission in. Must be excruciating, especially with the knee. And Ripley soon might have to start thinking not about the NXT title, but her career as fully extended now by Charlotte. Ripley can't get out. There's nothing she can do. No, don't. don't oh. No. No. And she taps out. And Charlotte is your new NXT Women's Champion. My God. Dan, what are your thoughts on that match? I thought it was actually a good match. And the longer it went on, the more like Charlotte was and did win, it kind of made Ripley look a bit more tougher. You know, as opposed to Charlotte Flair coming in, a couple of kicks to the legs, then... You know, getting the victory with a figure eight, it kind of made Ripley think, well, you know, she's hanging on, she's hanging on, she's hanging on, and she's doing a bit more work in it. Yeah, I, I thought it was an excellent match, you know. I, I really can't fault it at this moment in time. I, I think the story told, I'm annoyed Charlotte won. Of course I am. Of course we are. You know, Ripley Lowe's proved tonight that she can hang with a Charlotte. You know, there's no doubt hopefully Ripley will get a rematch somewhere down the line. But I think Ripley is ready for the main roster now as well. You know, I think we've seen that with that performance and what she can do. Credit to Ripley. Yes, in defeat. But again, sometimes the biggest uh, victories come from the, the biggest defeats. And I think Ripley... Uh, it's definitely proven. There's no botches in that. Really well, uh, really good story told. Fortune Charlotte NXT Women's Champion, but again brings eyes like we talked about to Wednesday nights. Don't I've seen that's going to be the old switch Rooney as well, where Ripley's going to go to the main roster, or do you think not just yet? Uh, I, I think there's a chance. Like I said, I think she is definitely ready. Uh, so that means prediction points. We both get. Uh, we don't get. A point, because we both went for Ripley, so it stays 7-6. And we move on to our next match-up. And it's WrestleMania, the very first oh, the very first singles match WrestleMania of this guy. And I think it's only fair what we do, WrestleMania, celebrate a little bit. Uh, Bobby Lashley in action against this man next. I actually went on Twitter and I found out sings along to Ali B's entrance. Isn't no, that good? But do they sing your version or do they sing the actual version? Well, hopefully they listen to the WNR podcast. So <laughs> obviously we can all sing that together. So Ali B is out here. Uh, Dan, you're a huge fan of Alistair Black, aren't you? Absolutely. From the minute I saw him, you know, he's someone completely different. He's He just sits where the fuck he wants, James. That's the thing I like about him most. No, um... You know, even with Velveteen Dream, Velveteen Dream felt that he had to go to Ali B to get validation for who he was. You know, and despite being on the losing end, Ali B gave Velveteen the kind of validation that he so needed. He said his name. Yeah, I mean, and this match has kind of been put together, uh, you know, like we, we know it's kind of been... Stuck there with Lashley. He's been involved in a kind of feud before. But prediction-wise, Danny, who have you gone for in this match? My man, Ali B. I, too, have gone Ali B. And uh, this is... Uh, it's been so far with La- with Lana looking on, getting frustrated with Bobby Lashley. Can Lashley put him away, uh, put Black away with a Dominator, maybe? Well, he's got him up on his shoulder. 
Well, Lana's saying finish him. No, she's saying spear him. Spear him for me. Sod the Dominator. I want a spear to oh. put him away. And here comes Lashley. He's going to come running in now. Oh! Black mass kick. One, two, three. Wow. Ali B wins that one. Um, look, it was a very basic match. Not a WrestleMania-worthy match, but I feel that uh, it definitely kind of deserved... I think Alistair Black deserved a single match at WrestleMania, if that's right to say. It's good to see him and the right man won. Absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, Ali B, I think he does deserve to be kind of stepped up soon. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. You know, like I said, he's only lost a couple of times, so we'll see what happens. All right, so we'll move on. So that means another point to both of us. So it is 8-7 as we head into our 13th match of uh, WrestleMania. And uh, this is Dolph Ziggler versus Otis Dozovich, our next match. Now, if you don't mind, Dan, if I take the story for this, because this is a story that's kind of resonated to me. You know, an ugly guy who's got uh, kind of, you know, with his tag team partner, but always looking for the girl he can never get. He fought Mandy Rose, that one, and Mandy Rose turned him down, but she didn't. We found out it was Sonya Deville and Dolph Ziggler. They were in cahoots, Dan. There were shenanigans going on. Otis Dozovich wants his woman, uh, wants a girl, he wants Mandy Rose, and Mandy Rose might want Otis Dozovich, and it wasn't for Leeds too. I think this has been one of the greatest stories told. You think about a year and a half ago when uh, Otis was saying he liked Mandy, we just thought it was a kind of joke, but in actual fact, they were building towards this, and Otis Dozovich now has got at WrestleMania. We all win. You know, this character in himself, is, you saw Sanka Dozovich for a lot of people did as well. Absolutely, yeah. From the minute I saw him, you know, he is someone that you know, he's just different. He is a huskier fella, and I know how you feel about the huskier fellas. Um, but it's not just that, you know, it's about his personality as well. You know, he gets infatuated by women. Mm. You know, well, we saw it with Alexa Bliss. But Mandy Rose, though, he's been infatuated for a very long time, and I think that's what the chagrin is about the payoff. Indeed, he saved her in the Royal Rumble. I know, and even before that, you know, where he's talking about her. And, you know, this has a chance to be uh, a la... Miss Elizabeth from Randy Savage at WrestleMania 7. Hello, Miss Elizabeth, Randy Savage. WrestleMania <laughs> 7. WrestleMania 7. Uh, Prediction-wise in this one, I, of course, have gone Big Dozovich, Otis, to win this one and have a feel-good moment. I have gone for Big Doze as well, yeah. I think, you know, again, with Dolph Ziggler, he's had enough victories and wins to kind of... It's not going to knock him down. No, I've, he's put in a position, but, he, like, again... He's always de- uh, dependable. You know, we talked about that with Charlotte. Ziggler always has a steady match. Should this be... Mandy Rose on a pole match. No. <laughs> Come on, James. But women aren't objects. It's Mandy Rose's choice if she chooses Otis or Ziggler. So I think this that's what's match, important. the outcome of this match has no determination of who Mandy Rose may be infatuated with. No, I don't think it is. I think we'll see what if Mandy Rose, she's not out here at all. So at the moment, Dozovic is doing what he thinks best. And I think with Ziggler, credit to him, like I said, Great worker, but he can play the the arsehole well as well. You know what I mean as well. He's been doing that great in this storyline. Absolutely, yeah. When we talk about the kind of way he is, he kind of you know there's no, there's no gets wrong. He's a good looking chap, but he's kind of played that high school jock perfectly as a super kick to Dozovich sent to the outside, and Ziggler's been in control. And Dozovich, of course, hasn't got Tucker in his corner because Tucker couldn't make it. Three for Ziggler from SmackDown. So at the moment, he is all on his own. And Ziggler now just trying to wrestle Otis. I don't think that's the best idea. Absolutely not, no. You're not going to come out on top with a big man. You're not going to be able to outpower him. You're going to have to kind of out-wrestle him, but at a distance. And a beautiful dropkick by Ziggler right on the button. 
taking Dozovic, but only for one. One. I think this is where the crowd's missed. I mean, just imagine the fans behind Dozovic at this point in time, you know, cheering on. He's a perfect face at this moment in time. So where is Tucker? Tucker, like I said, he got injured on SmackDown. Oh, Tucker's injured, right. Yeah. Ziggler took him out. And so that was it. Dozovic is here all on his own. Yeah. So what's Sonya Deville kind of... why, Why does it matter who... Or what Sonya Deville chooses for her friend. I mean, you know, I wouldn't say, well, you can't go out ugly bird, you have to have the... Well, is this a question of Sonya Deville having more feelings to Mandy Rose than she's letting on as well? Is there another kind of story to that? They've been in Fire and Desire for a couple of years, but Deville, is she using Ziggler to try and get Mandy Rose back to her as well? Is Ziggler using Deville to make Rose closely, using her as a pawn? The only person who's actually being genuine is Otis, because he's the one that actually cares about you know, if she's all right or not. And it's, you know, he's not forcing her. Yeah, he's saying he lives down at the end of the day. He's the one that had his heart broken when he went to that dinner and there was no, Ziggler was with Mandy Rose at that time and he got through that, you know? And that's yeah. to show the strength of character. He never gives up. He's this generation's John Cena is Otis Dozovic. Uh, we love Otis Dozovic here on the WNR. And I tell you what, if he's not in the WWE title match next year at WrestleMania, then fuck everybody. Fuck this. That's shit. what I say. And, you know, another thing, if you look at back at Dolph Ziggler's track record, he does like to use women to get where he wants to. Exactly. You think about the history of Vicky Guerrero, AJ as well, and DeVille and Rose just another long line. Oh, my word. Wow. I don't <laughs> think that move normally works, but with Otis, <laughs> I think it works. My God, Ziggler there got launched with a slingshot right into the second turnbuckle. You know, and with Ziggler as well, great talent, and we've got Alberto Del Rio to blame for him uh, not being a main eventer as well. So, you know, it's interesting Ziggler sticking around and adding to the story as Dozovic now back to his feet, but seemed to like the kick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shakes and weights, ham and slam. And big doze now. Here we go. Shakes the ropes. Gets a big elbow from Dolph Ziggler. So, Dolph Ziggler, do you think he'd work in, perhaps, AEW? Do you uh, think he'd be kind of given what he feels he deserves, or do you think he'd be kind of a Sean Spears? I think that would be the problem for Ziggler. At the moment, he's getting paid an enormous paycheck, can do all his stand-up shows and be involved in big matches and angles uh, like this now. So, really, he's kind of got it made. And if you take that chance, then maybe it might be successful. But for every, like you said, every Cody Rose, there is a Sean Spears. So... You've got to be careful with that. As Dojovic's now looking to have his WrestleMania moment by putting Dolph Ziggler away. And a huge Irish throw in the corner. And of course, Charles and Charles looking on, so nothing untoward happens. As Ziggler sent into the turnbuckle, a la Bret Hart. A la Bret Hart. And Deville's not happy with what she's seeing at this moment in time. And but Do Do- you think Mandy Rose will make an appearance before the end oh, of the match? We hope so. I hope he lifts her on the shoulder. Just like I said, WrestleMania 7 that we saw. With Dozovic, I, I think we know about his power. We just see him just... Yeah, well, he just literally threw Ziggler over the top ropes to the outside with a fud. But I think a lot of people are thinking he's an idiot. And I, and I think he might be silly. He might be, stu- you know, but I don't think he's stupid. Now, he may be an idiot, James, but there is one thing he is not, James, and that is an idiot, James. Exactly. I would completely agree with you with that. Wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly agree. Is Dozovic now... This is just payback for the weeks of torment. Absolutely, yeah. And Ziggler certainly deserves it as well. And with, you know, Dozovic, I think, you know, he wears his heart on his sleeve. And that's not a bad thing. You know, he lets his feelings known. 
And you should. You know, you should never hide your feelings. I love you, Dan. And you should never hide your belly either. What? As it seems with Otis. I didn't say anything. And Otis there with a power slam. And he's definitely feeling this. Is it time? I'm sorry, James. I love you. Yeah. Well, I'm just glad that Otis Dozovich hasn't shown his caterpillar yes. to Mandy Rose yet. But here well, he goes. we see the caterpillar. But no. Oh, Sonia Deville on the eighth for distracting the ref. Oh. And a low blow there. Kick to the bulldozers. <laughs> like it. <laughs> Dozovich is down. And I think he'll be singing soprano as Deville now happy about that. My oh. God. You see a replay in Ziggler. Oh, not like this. This would be a travesty. Can he? Oh, no, wait. Mandy Rose's music hits. And we wonder if she'll be here or not. Oh! Slap Sonia Deville. Go on! That's it. Give her Go what on, she Mandy. deserves. <laughs> and sends Deville in the ring. Charles Robinson says, hey, you can't be here. What's Rose doing? Oh! oh! Evens the odds. <laughs> Low blow to Ziggler. Both men are singing an octave higher today. And Dozovich, I don't know if he knows what's happened. Has Mandy made up her mind now, then? I don't know yet. Dozovich, caterpillar time. She wants to see the caterpillar. <laughs> Boom! Going for the cover. One, One two, two, three. three. Yeah! <laughs> and Big Doze wins. Dozovich wins. And Rose is in. To come and celebrate with him. Oh. A lovely embrace. And we get the hug. Otis wins. Everything is right in the world at this moment in Absolutely, time. Absolutely, yes. Let's just forget about all the horrible things. Dozovich wins. Mandy Rose. It's not quite a title match, but he gets the gold. Oh! Oh, and he picks her up. Not Macho Man style, but look at the look he gave her as well. Oh! Hey. Rose kisses him. We get our WrestleMania moment. That is a WrestleMania moment, <laughs> without a shadow of a doubt. Oh, it's Dozovich, you gentlemen. Hold and it leaves hope for the huskier, bearded, long-haired fellows <laughs> yes. among us. Wow, what a moment that was. Dan, what did you think of the match? I thought it was good. Again, the story was told absolutely brilliantly. You know, you kind of knew that towards the end of the match, Mandy Rose would be coming down. I wasn't quite sure which way Mandy was going to be making her feelings felt though and it is a feel good moment especially for Otis yeah. you know it is he's worked harder towards this than most wrestlers have worked towards getting a title and you know he absolutely deserves it you deserve it without a doubt he does deserve it look at this lovely him and Mandy Rose his trophy and I'm not saying women are prizes or objects that you can win in victory this is what makes it lovely is the fact that she has chosen Otis that's what gets me down alright and we've got our macho man and Miss Elizabeth <laughs> moment as well. He is waving his hand in the air. What a moment here. My God. Well, up next, the shit is going to get serious. Because for the first time since WrestleMania 27, Edge is going to be in action against the man. Dan says he's one of the greatest of all time. But it's proven to be a terrible friend. And that <laughs> is Randy Orton. So, Dan, what have you thought of the build-up to the Edge-Randy Orton match? Uh, I think it's been absolutely great. You know, we had the huge, massive ovation of Edge returning at the Royal Rumble, something that I never thought would ever happen, ever. And, you know, it's, it's kind of... Randy Orton was already in the Rumble. You know, they shared a moment between each other, you know, saying, look, you know, you're looking ripped. We thought we were going to see a reunited team-rated RKO. 
which I would have absolutely loved. Um, but that wasn't to be. Edge eliminated Randy Orton from the Royal Rumble like the complete and utter bastard that he is. You know, he could have lent on Orton for a bit. You know, he's must be having a bit of ring rust, but like a complete and utter bastard. So on Raw, he was confronted about it by Randy Orton, who punted him in the head. Absolutely deserved it. Dropped Beth with an RKO. Deserved it as well for sticking her nose in. And Edge is going to get everything he deserves tonight from Randy Orton. Well, like you, you're have been more biased if you'd have tried with the Edge, the Heroes Return, and Orton. Okay, not only Edge's wife, but trying to end his former partner's career. What's that say about you? What a moment this could have been again in front of the fans, but Edge here. It's great to see him back, though, isn't it? You know, It is great, but again, this is an entrance that I would love to, and I would have adored to see it in front of fans, and that's what this is missing tonight. You know, it's not about the reaction that this match would bring it's not you know it would bring a reaction but just this man's entrance alone turn that shit up james well we're, we're waiting the entrance of dan's favorite around you at least he won't have like a 10 minute long entrance this time where is he he's not coming down the entrance way oh! out of nowhere orton hits him with an rko well, what the hell is he wearing a jumper for to hide in the crowd obviously what do you mean hide in the crowd there's no crowd Exactly. There's no crap. Well, it's last man standing. This could be it now. Oh, there you go. Your favourite bit. Take the trousers off. Oh, look. He was pretending to be a cameraman, James. Oh, right. That's never been done before. Sneaks into the ring. Bang. Out of nowhere. Edge is struggling to get to his feet for the start of this match. Well, referee's saying, you get to your feet, we'll start the match. And Edge, a gutsy performer that he is, getting to his feet. Barrel rings. And now Edge comes in for the punch. Boom, second RKO. Stay down, Edge. Stay down, Adam. You ain't getting back up from that. The referee counting now, and Edge could be in serious trouble. Orton says, I loved you like a brother, but Edge. Edge turned his back on Orton, thrown from the Royal Rumble. There could have been great things to come. They could have been tag team champions by now. More Edge, though, managing to get to his feet on the outside. Well, it's a count of nine, and he's struggling. And Orton's barely got out of first gear. He's picking up the video camera now. Go on, Orton. Pow! Right in the kisser. Well, this Sends is just over Barry Cave. This is just an assault from Randy Orton. What else would you expect from Orton, though? Here's a man that pulls no punches. You saw what he done to Jeff Hardy's ear in a cell match. Well, yeah, I know what Orton could do. It doesn't mean I have to like it, does it? So as Edge, he does what is necessary, James. No, He's Edge. not out here pandering to the fans. He's not out here. You know, oh yeah, Edge, you're back, well done. He's like, Edge, you're a dick, you eliminated me for the Rumble. Orton could have won that one. He could have been the man going against uh, Brock Lesnar tonight. Not that fucking undeserved Scottish twat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there is the Drew McIntyre in the main event. And like I said, he is main event in the same amount of WrestleMania as Randy Orton has main evented. Has he won the same amount as Royal Rumbles? Though? Has he won the same amount as titles? But this is a brilliant no. thing. If he does it tonight, then who knows? The future is McIntyre's oyster. He's got his future ahead of him. Orton's got his career behind him. This is the kind of last of Orton now. This is like personal feuds and all this kind of stuff. You know, he's kind of... How many more title runs has he got ahead of him? Do you know what I... Uh, no, t- he might have a few. He might have no. one or two. You know, he might have a Triple H couple of runs. No... But the thing is, yeah, what I would love to have seen is Randy Orton losing to Bray Wyatt, reverting him back to his legend killer fate. Edge is a legend, Hall of Famer, 
bang. Money right there, fool. <laughs> well, what we're seeing instead is uh, Edge and Orton wandering around the prompt centre. Didn't we see this before on NXT Update with uh, Garlo Chumper? Oh, no, he's recreating uh, Chris Benoit. That's what he's oh, doing. dear. Yep. Orton being a nice guy is, he's hanging Edge. Oh, my God. God, so they've come backstage. You know what we didn't even do? We didn't do predictions for this match, I don't think. Uh, so we will. And it's going to be... Well, Dan, you've just talked him up so much. Like, I think, like as we see Randy Orton just beating up Edge. Edge getting a couple of shots in, nothing much. You've obviously gone for the one man who you always big up. Absolutely, yeah. There's no doubt in my mind that Edge is going to win this match. <gasps> what? <laughs> Mic drop. No, it's in a stand, so I can't drop it, and I don't want to damage the microphone anyway, because they're rather expensive. Why have you gone Edge? Why have you gone your mate for? It's his big match. It's his big match. It's his big return. It's, you know, it has been Orton dishing out all the punishment, so it only makes sense for Edge to get the victory. Well, yes, that is true. Unfortunately, I thought you might have gone Orton in this match, and uh, the commentators are playing this like it's a very serious encounter. Edge and into the side and what's going on and it's just like Randy Orton to have the worst match at Wrestlemania in it do you think it's again because they're kind of higher up so they're getting uh, an absolute lot longer than other formers would do at this stage uh, I think they are uh, I, and I think like you said this match is slash was too long but you know Orton it's just kind of I don't know maybe I don't think it was you know it's not the right choice to have it I think a normal last man standing match would have been all right especially when we've seen it if people watch a product like NXT have seen Gagano and Chumper do this very very recently I mean that wasn't a bad move by Edge there elbow dropping Orton but Again, what really can you do just going around the performance centre? The question is, will this be available as an area to play in in the next uh, 2K game? Will you have the performance centre in the ring? No oh, there's some more on WNR podcast. Yeah, exactly. We just don't know. Well, AG's kind of hanging off the cage above Orton, drops his elbow onto the sternum. Yeah, no, I just said that. You're not listening, <laughs> You're not listening to what I'm saying. I never listen to what you say. I know you don't. I just make my own rules up as I go along. <laughs> I know this is boring, but we don't have to repeat each other. I mean, I know There's Orton's... not much has brought... happened since then. Orton has brought WrestleMania down. I was just doing the replay, James, right? <laughs> we don't get enough action replays. A lot of people have tweeted me saying, look, Dan, you don't replay what James says because we can't understand him. He mumbles. <laughs> oh, yeah. He talks out of his ass. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I know fans, I know. I know fam. Fan, <laughs> <laughs> the dozens as look at all and the dozens always cheating. It's a fucking anything goes match. How can you cheat in that? Seriously, Jinder Mahal's on the cover of that SummerSlam poster. Do you think Orton's annoyed because Jinder Mahal beat Randy Orton to become WWE champion? At least he's had a title to lose. You wait, you fucking wait until the main event here tonight. I'm not going to get angry. I'm going to be nice and normal, but you just wait. The cameraman is dead. We're going to have to have a new cameraman for chasing us to the back. <laughs> do sound effects. It's a bit funny. like your warehouse that you work in, James. Don't be sorry. <laughs> or whorehouse. Sorry, I read that wrong. Whorehouse. I am a key worker, thank you very much. And no, well, mine's... you cut keys? Mine's, <laughs> mine's a much uh, tidier than... I mean, why is there a ladder set up if going nowhere? I mean, what's the point of that? 
It's almost like... Well, something can happen out of nowhere, James, in this match. It's almost like they've put stuff in well, position. No, they're reaching the high shelf. What they, sh- got a... they need a forklift to get to those. They're on pallets. Well, you You're going to lift it off, are you? And Orton is just beating the shit out of a ladder. Don't blame you, mate. I would as well. I wonder what that ladder did to him. A lot. <laughs> like... There's a big personal history between Orton and... And the Edge has got a bit of control. How much more can he take, though? Orton's trying to get a bit of respite, escaping from Edge's clutches. And now Edge walked into Orton's trap, a boot to the midsection and a clubbing blow to the back. <sighs> so is this the return you'd want to see from Edge? No, I am a little bit disappointed. I can why they've done it for, because of hard feelings. But how much hard feelings are there actually? I mean, yeah, he RKO'd his wife, but... I mean, they've been all right over time, haven't they? It's not like it's been back and forth. I mean, I don't know. It's just it's kind of bringing me down a little bit, especially after the Otis moment, especially after the opening match as well. just feels at this moment in time, it's this could have been a little bit more. We might have a big stunt. We've already got one wrestling Indeed, edge. But do you think um, you're a dick? <laughs> um, but do you think, you know, this is kind of playing a bit more into Edge's wheelhouse oh. where it's not a technical style match? You know, it is going to be a few chair shots. We know they are quite widely protected. But it's surprising because, you know, talk about the ring rust and being away. And like this is a street fight. And if Edge is prepared for anything, it maybe is a street fight. But the toll on his body, I mean, looks completely out of at the moment. Uh, he gets sent head first into the s- spare still steps. Still, spare stairs. Spare stairs. Spare still stairs. Spare still stairs, stairs. Say that five times really fast. Spare still stairs, spare still stairs, spare still stairs, spare still stairs. Spare still stairs. Bear grill stairs. Bear grills does stairs. I really hate Randy Orton for this match. This is fault. Edge would have gone like, yeah, man, I'm up for anything. And Orton's like, let's just have the worst match ever. You're a dick, still. Oh, counting nine, but Edge is up. They're still fighting. They're just brawling around backstage. One guy hits another. Guess what? The other guy hits back. <laughs> but now Edge, of course, feeling his neck after all that time. And again, you know, making sure he's still got feeling in his fingers. That's kind of a common problem when you get neck injuries. You can't feel your fingers. Yeah, you've got feeling in your fingers, toes. Otherwise, it's called wet, wet, wet syndrome. It is. And all all... manages to make his way to his feet before the count of ten. Ten. Both men have been through a lot of punishment in this match, though. Yeah, Norton's definitely got bad ribs. Or forearm shot and then knee to the ribs again. Set up on that table. Is Edge priming Orton up for a couple of spears to put him down? Oh yeah, I think he might have other ideas on his mind at the moment. Does he need to go to that other place that Randy Orton would normally go to? Well, yeah, I think Edge can do it. Though. We've seen it. The alternate opportunist. And of course, all those TLC matches. And the, he's on a, he's on a T at the moment. And he can see the L. And there's a C sat next to me. <laughs> That's a mirror, C. Dan. That's a mirror. As Edge goes up a now. Handsome C. Oh, Edge is climbing a the ladder. There's no title up there for the opportunities. And Edge must be at least 15 feet in the air. At least 14 foot in the air. <laughs> as he looks down at Orton as the referee's counting. Move, Randall. Move. Oh, Randy in trouble. And Edge going to put it on the line. Oh, drops the elbow through the ribs of Orton. I think Randy might have internal bleeding. So might Edge jumping off from that height. Again, that kind of sudden stop for Edge, that could have jar- that must have jarred the neck, surely. Well, don't call me Shirley, but you can see he's definitely struggling. He knows Orton's down, but Edge is the punishment he's taken. Well, Orton's getting to his feet quicker than Edge's. And both men up to their feet at the count of eight. Edge 
doesn't look in a very good shape at the moment. <laughs> Orton's bleeding. Well, he's bleeding internally and externally as he's trying to get away. And as I said, as he uh, unleashed a different side to edges, Orton now cheap shot. But we know that Orton has always got that place to go to when he needs it. But we know Orton and Edge are too big. The thing about them, both suffer from injuries. So this could be seriously jam- damaging for their long-term career prospects. Like I said, they've been around. Edge is meant to come back for a comeback. Might just be a comeback match at this moment in time. And we know how sadistic Andy Orton is. Do you think there's any compassion there for his former partner, his former friend? I don't think any more. And I think that's what we talk about, different side to Orton. That's what he can do. He doesn't care about anybody else. And that's what's brought him a lot of success in his career. You'll be able to tell me that more than anybody. Absolutely, yeah. You know, he has. He's felt what it's like to be turned on as well. Though, you know, with uh, when he's part of Evolution, he was turned on. When he was part of uh, Legacy, uh, Legacy. You know, he he ousted himself really from that one. And even Rated R K, they left on quite good terms. And yet, we see, you know, how many years later? Well, do you think there's resentment? Do you think Orton felt that Edge left him? Well, it might be a part of that, especially when they've been travelling the road so often together. There was definitely, uh, maybe Orton always thought maybe he was an Edge's shadow, even though he accomplished more title reigns. Uh, sorry, more WWE world title reigns. Let's not forget Edge has held more championships in WWE than any other wrestler, com- you know, combined reign, uh, amount of title reigns and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Something that's not likely to be emulated anytime soon either. No, without a doubt. We, we, we talked about earlier with the success. Edge with Money in the Bank and, of course, the Royal Rumble, uh, you know, with all the other success with tag teams and, of course, United States, Intercontinental, all these. But even Randy Orton, to his credit. Like... Yeah, he's won pretty much everything there is to win. Again, do you think another thing with Edge, do you think it's something that he could have said, well, you know, I've won everything in WWE? But there's always the NXT option. Again, that would be something that would bring a lot more eyes to NXT product. He could chase a North American title. He could chase the NXT championship as well. I think there's definitely potential there if he chooses. I think this is what we're seeing. There's certain performers that can ask for something and get what they want. And I think we're seeing it with this match with Edge and Orton wanting to kind of tell this story as opposed to anything else. You know, and getting the time to do it. I think that shows the respect that Vince McMahon has for Edge, especially coming back after that time. And, of course, Randy Orton, who's been the kind of ever-present. Oh, the draping DDT onto the hard top back of that pickup truck. Or, as James would put it, a black car. A black truck. Is it a truck or a van? What's doing to a truck and a van? It's a van's all enclosed. The truck's open-backed. I love it when you talk dirty to me. As Edge gets his... uh, C5 and C4 fused together there by Randy Orton. Do you think Edge has kind of said, yeah, you know, I want to go against Orton because Orton, you know, despite what people may think of him, he is a rather safe wrestler. You know, he's a protector of other wrestlers. He is, you know, again, he's someone that has been in the ring for many, many years. Yeah, I suppose it would be safe to say. I think Orton's worked a lot of guys uh, in the past, you know, like we said, the past few, t- past few years even. And he, he seems to be comfortable in his position. And to me, he does all the basics right. That's another thing why it's a shame not seeing him in the ring. He's, you know, he's selling well. And it's he's doing little and getting more from it now. And I think that's we've seen Randy Orton mature these past few years. But somehow, Edge has managed to fight off Orton and climb on top of the, uh, the, the truck. The production there. lorry. Oh, sorry, the production lorry. What's the difference between a lorry, a truck and a van then? 
a van's enclosed, a truck's like an open bed, flatbed truck, or uh, a 4x4, and a lorry is kind of like a massive, huge lorry. You can't get a truck to pull lorry. Trucks probably could pull lorries, but it wouldn't kind of work that well. Yeah. You've got the torque in a truck. A lorry and uh, the container, or just a lorry? Well, I'd say you can take a truck as a container and pull it along. When those little things in front of, or is it just all lorry? Or sometimes it's, they get uh, the things attached to it, don't they? It's a lorry with a trailer, but we're kind of diverting from this <laughs> yeah. interesting interest. You've not match. missed anything, actually. I think you find. Randy Orton is, with the bad ribs has just gone up to me, Edge. So I think we're going to come up to the uh, denouement in a minute in this match. Which guy can carry on? Will they both collapse? I hope it's not a fucking draw. Will we see Edge spearing Orton off the side of the uh, truck, lorry? Definitely not a van. Oh, wait a minute, though. Look what Orton's going to do. What are your favourite moves? Is he going to punt his head off, deal the killer blow, put him out of his misery? Oh, no. Edge catches Orton with us. He's charging in. You can hear Orton crying in pain. Oh, it hurts. Oh, it hurts. Nice spear by Edge, though. A very nice spear. He's still got the spearing ability. Randy Orton can't get up from this, surely. Don't call me Shirley, but he's managed to make his way to a vertical base. But Edge is teeing up for another spear. As both men are in a very... No! RKO out of nowhere. Autumn played possum. Hello, possums! And he lured Edge in to hit him with an RKO. Both men have hit their end moves. And is this it? Autumn's looking... You know the rule, James, when two men go up to a high platform, one of them's gone to get hurt. (laughs) No, not Autumn. Autumn's getting out of harm's way. Referee count to nine, but Edge, like Bambi on ice, managing to get to his feet. And then back down again. But he stopped the referee's count. That's the main thing. Yeah, you just sit there, Orton. Well, he looks at this huge ladder that's like 50 feet high. Fucking hell, that's at least 62 foot up in the air. But instead, going to grab the chairs that started all this between the two the night after the Royal Rumble. Grab us a pack of Cheetos, Randall. Well, I think he's going to deliver a move... That is more devastating than most, the concerto. Well, you know chair shots and head are bard, so it's uh, interesting to see concerto, one of the most dangerous moves. I thought Shakespeare was the bard. <laughs> Shakespeare walks into a pub, naturally, we ain't got time. Or oh, the chair to the back, and now it looks like Edge is in serious trouble. This, this dream, Dan, has turned to well, nightmare. has changed into that sick, twisted son bitch that we know and love. As he places Edge's head onto a chair as he whispers him sweet nothings. He's saying, good night, Edge. I'm sorry. I love you. He's saying, you were my brother. You were my brother and I've got to do this to you. I'm, I, don't, I don't want to see this. I don't want to see Orton with a chair. What he's going to do to Edge? Well, Orton's saying it's going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. But no, Edge is up. He's caught Orton with a sleeper. That submission looks familiar. It's the one he used against MVP on Raw. And Orton's going out. Edge has got it cinched in deep. Edge is not really someone that you'd class as a submission specialist, but needs must. And Orton, head down. He's got a pillow under his head, though. That's nice. But the (laughs) pillow turns out to be a chair. Don't do it, Edge. It's not worth it. Don't do it, Edge. Edge, don't. And Edge now got the chair. Well, Orton was going to do exactly the same. He wasn't. He was pretending. All fair in love and war. Tells the referee to go away. Orton moves, hits an RKO on edge. One, two, three, victory. 
It's the last six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> yeah, you knew what I was going to say. Yes, I got that before you. you <laughs> That's what WrestleMania and wrestling is all about, kids. And Edge now crying. Look, he's crying. This is like if I had to do it to you. You're Orton. You wouldn't cry. You just hit me with a chair. Look, I've got emotion. Edge has to do this to win the match. I'm just happy it's over. <laughs> come on, Edge. Don't come on, Edge. Now he's going to use a chair. <laughs> There goes my lights plans out the window. Orton is going to be out. Why isn't referee counting? Because he's already been down for long. Told him to stop. Ah. Oh, a sickening chair shot to the head. Come on, Randy, get up. Get up, Randy. Referee counting four and five. You know what's happening. Come on, Randy, up. Six. Randy, get up. Edge can't believe it. Seven with tears in his eyes. Eight. Orton's not getting up. Dan. Nine. Bounces to his feet, RKO. No. Ten. Uh, Edge beats Orton in the last man standing match at WrestleMania. Uh, fighting for what seems forever. Dan, that match was just too long. There was bits in it I liked, but come on. Yeah, that did go on for a bit long. It was, I think it's like a detriment to these two wrestlers as well. You know, I think this is kind of, is or getting close to Edge's last hurrah. And, you know, I think they wanted him to go out on, you know, look, you've had this long, amazing match. Well, you've had this long match with Randy Orton. (laughs) (laughs) See what I did there? Yeah, I did. And, you know, it's kind of like Ledger's last hurrah, basically. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. It was was definitely a story told, but the match was just, like you said, too long uh, for for what it kind of needed to be. But again, a great effort. Hopefully Edge can have... Some, I want to say proper matches uh, coming up, but I think you know what I mean by that. Well, how do we follow that? Well, we, we remember that one, Mojo Rawley was the uh, 24 champion. Well, not anymore. Gronk, after bit, Mojo was chased by at least 10 wrestlers. I don't care about him enough to exaggerate that. <laughs> and uh, Gronk jumped off and pinned Mojo. And so Gronk is the new 24-7 champion. And Titus O'Neil has taken over hosting um, ability, or hosting duties, shall we say. Rematch. After that, so we both get a point, so it's 10-9. Our next match is the Raw Tag Team Titles match. The Street Profits versus Angel Garza. And, of course, Austin Theory, the late edition from NXT. Uh, WWE don't care about it, so why should we? Prediction-wise on that one, I went Street Profits, Dan. Street Profits as well. And the Street Profits won in a seven-minute match. The best part of that was Bianca Blair coming out at the end. Of course, she's married to one of the Street Profits and took out uh, Zena Vega looking to set up a feud, or maybe two between the two. Uh, so after that, it's 11-10. We move on to our 16th match overall, WrestleMania. It is the SmackDown Women's Championship match. Uh, we talk about the build-up. Dan, what are your thoughts on the build-up for this uh, five-woman elimination match? Um, it's something a bit different. Well, yeah, Bailey had a lot of chance. Uh, you know, you've got Banks there as well into the mix. Personally, I feel this should be a great match that would have ended up, uh, that would be between Bailey and Banks. Yeah. But, you know, you've kind of got to include these other women as well. You know, they do have rights to be there. The likes of Naomi, uh, Lacey Evans as well. And uh, Tamina Snooker. Yeah, Dana Brooke couldn't make the match, which was, you know, not a shame for everybody involved. Uh, but, I mean, this is, like I said, the the SmackDown on the line. And, Dan, you have been on a roll 
as of late. But prediction-wise in this one, I mean, who have you gone for? And new SmackDown Women's Champion, Sasha Banks. Whoa. Well, I've gone for and still Women's Champion, Bailey. So we've actually gone different. It's my chance to get into this one. Get back into it. Come on now. And Tamina, talk about getting back into it. All four women trying to take Tamina out. Well, they all kind of bundle her and Tamina pushes her way up. Drops Bailey, drops Banks, drops Naomi. And I'm sure she's going to drop Evans as well with an elbow. Well, Tamina's been dominant. She took out all the women on uh, SmackDown. Is the true story of this match, though, can Bailey trust Sasha Banks to help her retain the title? Always banks out for herself. Are they actually best friends, as they say? Well, Banks being opportunist, you know, we've seen Bailey kind of taking this heelish turn, her hair short, getting rid of the wavy, wave, wave, inflatable, wiggling, wiggling inflatable. Easy for you band. to say. Indeed. Uh, yeah, but I, I think the, the, the story with, with Banks is interesting because where is she going, really, in this one? Like we said, the other four horsewomen at this moment are holding the title. Is she there to just help Bailey? Will she take advantage? What you, what are you thinking for going Sasha Banks then? Um, again, you know, I think it's like a bit of a change up. I didn't think there was going to be any other title changes. So, you know, I think one to have a bit of a shake up would have been great in this WrestleMania. You haven't got Lesnar, have you? <laughs> you haven't, no, you fucking haven't. I bet you haven't this one. Well, Bailey and Banks definitely having a chat together. To team up to try and take out each woman. And Lacey Evans has been involved in a bit of a feud with Bailey and Banks these past few months. Of course, like I said, Naomi, former women's champion. I mean, we know predictions, but wouldn't it be fantastic if Naomi actually had a moment here and managed to walk out as champion? She definitely deserves it, how talented she is. Or Lacey Evans. What about her? Well, I doubt Lacey Evans is someone who come up from NXT, definitely been involved as Lacey Evans and Naomi teaming up together. Yeah, well, I think they've got a team up together to counteract Bailey and Banks. The two women you wouldn't have thought would team up together. I mean, you know, a heel and a face. So is it me or is there four heels and one face? Double drop kicks there. No, Naomi's a face and so is Lacey Evans. Is Lacey Evans now a face? Oh, yeah, she's been feuding with Bailey and Banks for ages, yeah. Yeah, ever since they introduced her daughter and um, all that kind of stuff, she's... Look, even a kind of... Oh, no, well, they have a handshake, but that didn't last long. Naomi, nice shoes. Went for a roll-up cover and Tamina's back both down. Bailey there helping out Banks. Oh, my God, from Tamina. Only for a second, local her clothesline takes out both women. Lacey Evans looking for a sly roll-up on Tamina. That didn't work well. <laughs> and Tamina just throws her across the ring. Naomi now with a kick, but no gets caught. Oh, and thrown into Evans. Good Evans. Is this an elimination match or is it just straight up? It is an elimination match, so it looks like Tamina's going to pick him off. One by one. Do we need um, Nia Jax back? That is Nia Jax, isn't it? No, it's Tamina. Is that Tamina? Oh, sorry, I get confused. I mean, they do look kind of similar. Um, Jax, I think she will come back sooner rather than later. But I think at the moment with Tamina finally getting another push, does Tamina deserve it? She's been in WWE quite some time. Does she deserve the monster push, so to speak? Well, I think, you know, with the likes of... um, Shayna Baszler kind of now been on the main roster. She's a monster. You know, she may not be built like Tamina or Nia Jax, but, you know, she is kind of a monster. I don't know. I think this is where Tamina gets lost in the shuffle, especially as soon as Nia Jax comes back. Well, there we go. Tamina with a super kick taking Lacey Evans out. 
And now it's Banks, Naomi and Tamina in the ring. And three women facing off. And let's not forget about these three women. Team bad as they were back in the day. And are we going to see a team up? Tamina wants it. Team bad are going to be back together. Reunited and it feels so good. Oh, Tamina the first one to pull the trigger. And Naomi now desperately trying to fight away from Tamina. Tamina gets Naomi up onto her shoulder though. Oh. But, uh, but Naomi turns it around to a stunner, into a cover. One, <clears throat> two, no, kick out. Uh, and Lacey Evans there, standing moonsault. That was nice. Naomi on top, but still Tamina managed to get the shoulder up. Both women now trying to regroup, take Tamina out. I think it might take more than two women. Here comes Banks. Banks with a 619. Wow. <laughs> she <laughs> does it more stylishly than Rey Mysterio does. Sasha Banks now putting... Tamina in position, Bailey going up. Bailey calling the shots, telling Banks to drag her over. Elbow drop from the top. Banks goes up. She does a frog splash from the second. Lacey Evans up to the top. Second rope moonsault. Naomi's turn. Not to be Split left out. Moonsault. Oh. Into a cover. Bailey, All Lacey Evans. Free. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you've gone for Tamina in this one, unfortunately she has been eliminated but I think quite a, a fun way for her to get eliminated and plus looks like a monster all four women realising having to team up but now if they're clever about it this kind of turns into a tag team match if Evans and Naomi can be on the same page like I said two heels two faces and Banks and Bailey doing a sensible thing going to the outside of the ring going to get their breath back nice baseball slide there by Naomi Lacey Evans taking them out Naomi springs over the top so does Lacey Evans but gets caught. Oh, thrown into the steel stairs. The aggressive side of Bailey that we've only seen since she's turned heel. Well, this is Bailey's maybe greatest challenge. You can overcome four other women to walk out of WrestleMania. That's another reason I went for Bailey because everybody was like, uh, the commentators and everyone out saying, "Well, Bailey's not going to be champion." It normally means they're going to be champion. As oh, Bailey, indeed. Bailey throws Naomi in, going for the cover. No imagine a kick out. Ah. Uh-huh. Bailey goes into another cover, only getting a one this time. One. Now Bailey be out in the corner. I mean, Bailey's been dominant on SmackDown as women's champion. She probably thinks in her own mind she could take every every of these women out on a one-on-one situation. Situation. Well, Bailey certainly does have that confidence behind her. But now Sasha Banks in, and we're going to see the boss and hug. Team and Naomi. <coughs> Sasha Banks comes flying in with her knees, but no. Naomi manages to move out of the way, dives onto the eight for now, kick to Bailey, and now he's got both women set up. Uh, double pin attempt. No. no. Both women managing to kick out. Uh, uh. Naomi now trying to build momentum. Double kicks to both Banks and Bailey. And again, she knows she's got a big job on her hands. <laughs> and a double slap to Banks and Bailey. Now here comes Naomi throwing Bailey into the ropes. Trying to go for the cutouts. Nice into the stunner. Oh, and then a hip attack. Coming running in. Bailey again with a clothesline. Springboard in Seguri. Lovely. lovely from Naomi. It was lovely. And now Banks caught. Full Nelson slam into the cover. My God, folded up. No. Got a pin attempt, but into the submission. Bailey with the save, though. And a Will huge... she regret that later on in the match? I do hope so. A huge knee to the back. And Banks now. Banks statement. Got it locked in. Cinched in deep. Nothing for Naomi to do but tap, and she does. I know you've got Banks, but these two are working like a very well old team. It's going to be very questionable what happened. Naomi's gone. 
which only leaves Lacey Evans left in a handicap match. So these two are on the same page. Well, we'll see how that same page is when they're the last two women in this match. Something to say about that one. I like how Bailey's kept her original ring gear, but she's kind of, instead of having it on a hugger, she's kind of got a Bailey plastered over that. And like the huggable Bailey on the leg of the trousers, she's got a cross going for it as if saying, no, that's not me anymore. I think with Bailey, she's still trying to find, like I said, with a change to heel, trying to find the character that actually works. With Sasha Banks, the boss, is such a strong character that it doesn't need much work. You just need a bit more success to actually make it work in a weird way. Yeah. This why it doesn't really help at the moment, but... Both women look like they're focused on Lacey Evans trying to take her out. Back in the ring now. As soon as Evans got into the ring, that was it. Both women set upon her. you got to love Sasha Banks talking to no crowd as well. You know, like they've still got about him. Well, it's kind of something that's built into wrestlers, I suppose. You know, they've kind of still got to make it seem with someone, I suppose. Evans gets caught and slammed by both women. Bundled cover. No, Evans managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Well, Evan's shown her toughness. She knows her daughter's watching at home. See if mummy can win gold at WrestleMania. She made her debut the night after last year's WrestleMania's Banks. Doesn't want those dreams coming true. Holds her up into the turnbuckle now for Bailey to come in. Well, Bailey looks like she's got a bit of external bleeding. Oh, no. Evans moves out of the way, drags Banks in to the firing line, and Banks is out. That was an accident. She's got no that. No. Evans with a roll-up. Two. No. Bailey with a kick out. Uh, Second attempt. And just a one this time. A one. And I think Evans needs to capitalise on this while Banks is out. Bailey with a knee to the side of the head. Kind of regains control. We've got a shoulder up at two. Two. And now Bailey. We've got blood on her nose. A bloodied nose. And she wants to tell Sash Banks, look, that was an accident. And she got Banks' blood on her hands. Oh. This is where it all comes unstuck. And Bailey just explained the actions. It was a mistake, Banks. Look, you know, you don't have to worry about it. Banks is saying, I've always had your back and you come and knee me in the side of the head. You need to get your head back in the game, though. Think about the match. Well, well, Bailey protected Banks for a second, but Lacey hit the woman's right on Banks. Two, three, and Banks is out. <laughs> so James has got a 50-50 shot of staying in this. Oh, come on. Come I'm, on, Lacey. I fucking hope Lacey Evans doesn't win. Well, Banks said, I think that was quite nice the way they ended it. Evans took out Bailey. Did Bailey watch on a little bit as Banks got pinned? Well, it seems that way. But Bailey finds herself one-on-one with Lacey Evans. And Bailey, aggressive nature, as we've seen, just taking her down. Is Bailey kind of relieved that I think, she hasn't yeah. got Banks to face in the final two? Because I think she'd, uh, she's a more accredited opponent than Lacey Evans would be. But would have Banks laid down for Bailey? Was that the original plan, maybe? You know, I don't... It'll be interesting to see how this pays off because Evans at this moment in time is the classic face as Bailey just wearing her down. A sassy Southern Belle. She's not a sassy Southern Belle now. She's a serious Southern Belle. Or just a Southern Belle. <laughs> oh, <that's... laughs> You're a Belle. But anyway, back uh, to the match. Don't be upset as Bailey now trying to put Evans down. Might be easier said than done. Irish rip in the corner and here we go. Babyface comeback. Evans bounces off with a clothesline. Now where's that a double... Netbreaker, come on, Bailey, you can do this. And Bailey in a little bit of trouble. Lacey Evans never won gold before, so Bailey's been there and done that. Had WrestleMania moments. There you go, Evans making a mistake. Bailey sending her out of the apron. Oh my god, sending her right to that ring post. You can hear the fun of it. I'm not surprised you didn't call the replay. As Bailey now going for the cover for Evans. No. Uh, my Twitter follower <laughs> said not to. 
Evans managing to kick out. Ah. And now Bailey right in the back. Right on the assault where she hit a ring post. This is a targeted Bailey here tonight. A very determined Bailey. Slams Evans' hands into the mat. Now Bailey setting Evans up into the corner with a bad arm. Banks is still out on the outside. Well, that's how strong the women's right is. If Evans hits that on Bailey, but what's Bailey trying to do? Well, she's trying to tie Evans up to the ring post. She won't be able to pin her from there, though. Well, I think Bailey just wants to hurt Evans at this moment in time. It doesn't matter if she's disqualified because she retains the title. Evans has got nowhere to go, and Bailey just completely vicious. I don't think we've ever seen Bailey like this before as she comes running in, but Evans with a foot up. Drops Bailey, but can she escape that double knot? <laughs> yeah, that's the question. How good is she at knots? Well, she's not that bad by the looks of things. She's got her arm free. Bailey caught now by Evans. Come on, Evans. Good, Evans. There's some kicks to the midsection and an axe kick to the back of the head. Come on, Lacey. One women's right. And Bailey now trying to back up into the corner, but just walking right into Evans' offence. Bronco buster. Well, a second Bronco buster there. Well, kind of ish. She didn't straddle her as hard as X-Puck would. But now going back up to the second rope. Bailey's in a bit of trouble. Come on, Bailey. Evans trying to get some feeling back into her right hand. Oh, my God. Well, we know she was... Lovely oh. springboard moonsault. No! Two. Yeah! And, uh, <laughs> come on, you sassy southern bell. Well, Bailey managed to kick out. Ah, Instead of this one. Lacey Evans served her country, goddammit. She's got a little girl at home. What could be more Americana than that? And now, here we go. This is it. This is how come I on. lose. This is it. <laughs> Do it for England. Oh! Backstabber from Banks. Banks is still there. Bailey. Face buster. Go for the pin. One, two, two three. No. <laughs> Disqualify her, referee. How did you leave her? I mean it. I don't want mean it. Yes, indeed. This is absolute <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Bailey retains her SmackDown Women's Championship. Bullshit. With the help of her friend, Sasha Banks, who's no disqualification, Dan. I call bullshit. Well, Banks looking at the title. Ram it into her face, Banks. And the championship belt. And Bailey now saying to Banks, what are you going to do? There you go. See, they're friends. Put the title around her waist, Dan. Well, that match was very interesting on very different levels. What are your thoughts on it? It wasn't too bad, you know. I think the main thing that this has focused on is the storyline between Banks and Bailey. This is what it was all about. You know, they kind of look inseparable at the start. And, you know, there was a slight misdemeanor between the two. Could Bailey have stopped Lacey Evans? You know, there's a lot of questions that it's arose. And, you know, I'd like to see what is actually going to happen between these two women. Yeah, I think without a doubt, I think the story of Tamina being a monster in the early going, even though she didn't get any eliminations, it took all four women to get rid of her. I think Naomi maybe didn't show enough. In this matchup, I think even having a position on the card, I think is worthwhile. Uh, I think Lacey Evans kind of looked like she's got a strong future in front of her. Whether it be on Raw or SmackDown, I don't know. Like you said, on SmackDown at the moment, looks like the story's going to be Bailey and Sasha Banks. And, you know, at this moment in time, I'm happy with that because it means they've got another point and it draws the scores level at 11 all, Dan. Yep, and it's getting into the final hour now, James. Yeah, only two matches left. It should be quite unbelievable. Unbearable. 
All right, so up next, so we don't know what to expect, and it is going to be Bray Wyatt versus John Cena in a Firefly Funhouse. And we talk about the build-up to this matchup. Well, it's quite simple. John Cena is the man, isn't he? He's done it all, done everything there is to do in WWE, and um, along the way has had some very memorable WrestleMania moments. One of them, of course, at WrestleMania 30, when he defeated Bray Wyatt for, for Bray, that was it. That was the moment that he can never get over. That is his deepest, darkest secret. And that's why The Fiend have to come out. And, of course, we've seen The Fiend since then being unstoppable, apart from with Goldberg. But John Cena has come back, and The Fiend wants Cena. It's a very smart story told. What can John Cena offer coming back in? And did you ever think we'd see the day where John Cena wasn't the constant in WWE? It's still weird for me after all these years. It is weird, yeah, but it's good. You know, he's taking a step back. He realises that new talent needs to flourish, needs to come through, unlike some others who have been around since a similar time to John Cena. <clears throat> Randy Orton, exactly, yeah. Well, no comment. <laughs> no, but I think what he can add is quite cool. And he came back and said, you know, he wasn't going to be at WrestleMania to give the younger talent a chance, and of course, a fiend answered. But you know, again, with the crowd, what would they have been like at WrestleMania? It's a bit of a shame, but we're going to get a Firefly Funhouse instead. Prediction wise, I have gone for the fiend in this match, Dan. Da, 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 da. I've got the fiend. You've got the fiend as well. So it is 11 all at this moment in time. We've both got the same in this matchup. What are your hopes for this matchup down the Firefly Funhouse? What do you expect to see? Well, we know exactly what John Cena can bring to a match. He does have very good matches with the right opponent. Um, I'm expecting to see, you know, something along the similar lines of the Boneyard match. Um, You know, something kind of a bit out there. Something that makes the fit absolutely unfucking stoppable as well after the farce against Goldberg. Well, John Cena has come back. This is going to be such an interesting matchup, and we're going to try and uh, call it as we see it. And, you know, let's just expect a bit of magic. Like we said, we had the Boneyard match last night, and tonight it's all about the Fiend and John Cena. Bray was broken down by John Cena. I do love the Fiend character. I mean, yeah, it got sacrificed to Goldberg, but it it's still a great character to have the Bray Wyatt and The Fiend, and to go against John Cena. I mean, like I say, Bray Wyatt couldn't beat John Cena, so he's going to have to bring out The Fiend tonight. And it's just, it's again, for even though we haven't had maybe the best build-up to it, it's still a great story. And we've seen what The Fiend can do. Dan, you told me what The Fiend does to the opponents that he beats. He said he reverts them back to their previous state. You know, we've seen what he's done to uh, to the likes of uh, Finn Balor to... You did it to loads of them, didn't he? You're right. Done it, yeah, done it to you know a multitude of wrestlers. Just reverts them back to their previous state. Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. He kind of made his hair go short again. Uh, Seth John Rollins. Cena. Seth Rollins. He's turned into his Messiah gimmick. So John Cena, we're going to see the Fugonomics next time we see Cena. Well, Cena's coming out now and it's going to be interesting to see. We're going to turn it up a little bit so we can enjoy it. Come on, James. For old time's sake. John Cena sucks. <laughs> no, John Cena gonna... sucks. On your own. John, John Cena. Cena sucks. Oh, John Cena's coming out with no crowd. He seems a bit befuddled. Yeah, he's used to going off the reaction of the crowd, though. If someone goes off a reaction of a crowd anymore, it's John Cena. You know, and he, I think he kind of rises to that. Well, Cena, do you think he's, uh, he's grown his hair and all that lot? 
Welcome to WrestleMania. Well, I think The Fiends has something to do with John Cena's intro. We see Mean Gene, Vincent Mann, and now we've got the Firefly Funhouse. I'm going to try and get all the references if there's any. We see Bray Wyatt. So Bray saying you're going to face your most dangerous opponent yet, yourself, if he goes into the Firefly Funhouse. I mean, it's a, it's a weird way to start. It is, definitely. Well, John's been magically transported there, and he looks befuddled. He was on the entranceway. And now he's looking around. His acting skills are coming into play here. Oh, there's Sister Abigail, he sees. That's Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle is... Oh, no, sorry. Rambler Rabbit, innit? I get confused. They look the same. <laughs> Rambler Rabbit said, be careful, dude. You went that way. John Cena enters the funhouse. Where does it lead? Well, it's all dark. And Cena can't see where he's going. <laughs> and it's Vincent Man Puppet. Vince asking if he's got enough ruthless aggression. <laughs> Vince Man saying, show me how good you are. You're fired. Well, this kind of starts off with a bit of a montage of John Cena. Kurt Angle's the man that issued the challenge. Bray Wyatt is matching him verbatim. Who wants to come out? <laughs> it's John Cena. What? With a SmackDown fist behind him, just like he was when he first debuted. Facing off with Bray like he did at Angle. <laughs> well, Cena said Rufus aggression like he did. Went for the slap, Bray dodged it. And Cena's stuck. Doing the same action. And Bray there referencing Nikki Bella. Singing a theme song. And now we see Cena as a child. Of course the boyhood dream. And Cena goes to chase Bray out the ring. Macho Mercy and Mr. McBossman. Are on commentary. And now we're seeing Saturday night's main event. Hulk Hogan. Roddy Piper. Mercy the Buzzard. King Kong Bundy. Big John Studd. Fucking R- Ricky Steamboat. Mr. T. There's a walk through history. <laughs> the classic blue cage I don't know if he's doing Macho or Hogan I think it's a combination of the both and on the vest it says you can't hurt it with the fiend and Bray now introducing someone a man who wants to be him Johnny Largeman introduced <laughs> fucking hell, this is completely <laughs> fucking with my mind Cena with the weights and Cena's how you're going to pay for it hitting a classic 80s promo this is mega powers look how ripped Cena is <laughs> Abigail can't believe it look at Cena <laughs> <laughs> and I think he's stuck in a loop it's like his body's been controlled he's trying to hit Bray Egan has been running wild and John Cena gets thrown out to the fist and he's back to his fagonomics gimmick Dan's favourite Cena gimmick and Cena now out to confront Bray well Cena now rapping like he used to Oh, frying back references to Husky Harris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Cena spitting it. And instead of saying word life, he said run. This is just incredible shit, this is. Because Bray Wyatt is just saying, talk about chances, John Cena being the golden goose. Bray's just in control at the moment. Saying to Cena, the floor is yours. Oh, Cena trying to charge at Bray, who's kind of mysteriously vanished, ended up behind him. He's got the chain gang necklace that John Cena wears and just clobbers him on the head with it. And that's how John Cena lost his first WWE match as well <laughs> against Carlito. Then that's how he won his first title against the Big Show. Oh my God. Bray Wyatt's back. <laughs> well, Bray Wyatt now, and what we're seeing WrestleMania 30, he said he should have listened to him. Well, we all know what happened in that one. Bray went for the sister Abigail, missed, Cena hit the uh, FU for the win. It's his greatest failure. 
He kind of morphs himself back into the ring, charges at Cena, and then kind of has a slow dance with him. Well, he's dancing around the ring. The music's fucking brilliant as well as he goes for Sister Abigail again. Time Cena escapes yet again. Calls him Superman, gives him a chair. Well, swing and Bray disappears from the middle of the ring. This is crazy. And wait a minute, Monday Nitro. What? NWO. Well, Bray's part of the Wolf Pack. <laughs> Eric Bischoff. And Bray's match with Bischoff. This is was this alternate universe. Bray introducing Cena. <laughs> and John Cena is in the NWO. <laughs> <laughs> that is good shit. Right. Cena is too sweet. Who would have thought we would have seen this? Oh, wait a minute. Cena now. Has he seen enough? Has he got control of himself? Well, he takes Bray down. Starts climbing blows at his head. Oh, Cena's defeats. All the major defeats in his life. Major, major defeats in his, his life. life. A punk we saw in there, Reigns. And now he's just punching a puppet. Well, that's not Bray Wyatt anymore. Where's Bray gone? Well, Bray's gone, but someone's in his place. It is The Fiend. And he's behind John Cena. Oh, my God. Does Cena even know what's going on? Well, he's got a mandible claw in now. And the Fiend. He's, we're hearing what Cena said about the Fiend a couple of weeks ago as he hit Sister Abigail. And it goes back onto the mandible claw. And Bray Wyatt is there counting the pin for the Fiend. So they're not one and the same. Well, Bray Wyatt's not there anymore. It's just the Fiend who wins. And Cena's gone. Just like that. <laughs> Dan, <laughs> as Tyson Hill's face will tell you, what are your thoughts on what you've just seen? <laughs> that was absolutely different to anything I've ever seen in my life. It's absolutely fucking... Um, very enjoyable, though, you know. It's a, it's a detriment to what John Cena kind of brought to this match as well, you know. Kind of going along, getting sucked into it. Um, and... You know, would we have seen this exact match if WrestleMania wasn't on lockdown? No, we wouldn't. We wouldn't have we seen wouldn't. the Boneyard match, no. which was absolutely brilliant. Mm. We wouldn't have seen this match, which was absolutely amazing. Yeah, we would have kind of missed the reactions to Edge's return and to other stuff that's happened tonight. But these two <laughs> matches in particular have been the match of the night on each night. Well, look, everything about this... To call it a match is maybe something different. But like you said, to, to be able to have the opportunity to try something different... And whoever was behind it, and Bray Wyatt himself, like, you know, well done, everybody involved. I mean, from Cena, from his early... He went through Cena's career, the early days, like I said, Fuganomics, even the Rufus Aggression, and then with, with everything else. The, the alternate universe for in, in the NWO, the Saturday Night Main Event, with the kind of... All the ref... I will need to watch it again and again Do you and think again. it's one of these ones? Because, like, you know, he was kind of... In both instances, he was referring into him as Hulk Hogan. Yeah. You know, part of the Mega Powers, Hulk Hogan's tag team. The NWO part that Hulk Hogan played in it as well. You know, it is it is strange how I kind of like, you know, it has all played out in this way. Yeah, I, I think it's incredible, you know, what they've managed to achieve. And the Fiend, like I said, needed a strong victory afterwards. That does count as a strong victory. Might have ended John Cena's career. It kind of makes perfect sense in the way they did it. How many other wrestlers could do that? Go into the funhouse and actually relieve the start of their careers to what they are now as well. You know, it opens up so many opportunities. And the Fiend gets a victory. The only problem is now, is after that fantastic match, how do you follow it? You know, it's such a 
out there thing, but we are going to try, and after that, it means we both get a point. It's 12. All right, so here we go. Just one more match left, and what a match it is. A dream match. Britain's hope. Can we have the very first British WWE champion in Drew McIntyre, the man who came out of the Royal Rumble after Brock Lesnar has been dominant in it, probably the most dominant man in a Rumble in his performance. Drew McIntyre came out and eliminated Lesnar in that match. And in that moment already, Brock, uh, Brock knew that McIntyre could beat him, but still McIntyre went on and eliminated Roman Reigns and plenty of others in that match, became the first Briton to win the Royal Rumble match. Of course, what a moment it was on the WNR podcast, but here tonight, as we've seen with the build-up, Lesnar's scared. McIntyre's had Lesnar's number. He's scared of that Claymore kick. Can Lesnar beat McIntyre? Is McIntyre on the roll of a lifetime? This is such a great story because of the journey McIntyre's had, isn't it, you know? Absolutely, yeah. You know, he, he kind of had an opportunity beforehand. The opportunity was kind of... I don't know how to say, you know, was it not his time? Was he not the right person at the right time? I, I don't know. Well, I don't know. When he debuted, he was, of course, Vince Man said he was the chosen one and he did go to have some success, you know, with the Intercontinental title. But it kind of, they never really put him anywhere forward and maybe he was a little bit too young, you know. But what what since then, and, you know, free MB and thinking it was the end being released and it just shows you the kind of attitude of the guy to what he did after that as well, you know? Absolutely. You know, he went about in the independence where we got to, uh, the honour and the privilege to meet him. Um, and then, you know, he kind of came back right from the beginning again. You know, he went through NXT. He kind of made shockwaves through there. He's kind of been on a slow burn since going back up to the main roster, you know, having a tag team. Um, kind of, you know, just building up slowly the way you should build up a wrestler, not kind of putting them straight into the forefront, not straight into the limelight. And kind of, you know, they've built him up perfectly, giving him the Rumble victory, you know, after eliminating Lesnar. Brilliant. And then they've kind of, you know, kept it ticking over, ticking over, ticking over. You know, Lesnar's like, right, fuck it. I'm going to go into the elimination chamber. No, cancel that bit. And, you know, they've kind of built up a good program between these two. You know it's personal. You know exactly what McIntyre's intentions are. We know exactly what Brock Lesnar's like, you know, throughout all of his other challenges as well. So, yeah, you know, it's absolutely brilliant between these two. Everywhere Drew McIntyre has gone, he has become champion of that company. Wherever it will be in Scotland with ICW, where it will be TNA, where it will be any other place you can think of. Rev Pro, he is a progress. NXT... And now in WWE, can he actually become the first man? And this is what's huge. Not the fact he's just McIntyre. Not the fact he's just a guy that we kind of know and uh, kind of respect in that way. And the journey in it behind him. It's just a shame that this moment couldn't be in front of 70,000 fucking people. That's, that's it, isn't it, you know? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, no doubt for predictions. Dan, who have you gone for in this match? We are level. Are we going to end in a draw? And I dream broken dreams. I've gone for the British inspiration. Oh, man. Drew McIntyre. Yeah, me too. And there's no... Well, I don't think you had to fucking ask me. I didn't. <clears throat> so, it's a draw overall and a pay-per-view, but who cares? We just want McIntyre to have his moment. McIntyre's WrestleMania moment. Are we going to get it? He looks ready. He's not been intimidated by Brock Lesnar. But we talked about earlier in the first match of the night with Charlotte. It's exactly the same Brock Lesnar. That guy has been doing this for a very long time, main event at WrestleMania's. Well, James, here comes the... Pa- 
Has your opinion changed of Brock Lesnar at all recently with his tri- you know performance that he tried in the Rumble and matches beforehand? You know, again, he gets uh, he has a lot of critics, but you can't blame. You know, he is playing a character here, and I think the way he plays his character, it's kind of he's all in on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, he is a hugely talented guy. He is a definite go-to guy for WWE. As and when needed. And, you know, if you want to bring out the best in an opponent, have them go against Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I'm just hoping these two guys actually have a great match because there's potential there. You know, McIntyre could definitely work. And it's the same with Brock Lesnar when he's motivated. And I think he's been helping Drew out a bit. You can see even with the physicality, you know, McIntyre's got a bit of height on Lesnar, which I think is... I remember Randy Orton saying it's vital with Batista. He was a little bit taller because of how muscly... Kind of, you know, how he was the same with Lesnar, who is like the Hulk. Absolutely. He is nearly as wide as Rhino. <laughs> Not quite, but nearly. Well, it's so important that Paul Heyman let the ring announcer do the instruction for Brock Lesnar. He probably didn't want to share the mics. I mean, contamination and all that lot. <laughs> as the referee holds, zone, holds the title in an empty performance centre in the main event of WrestleMania. We're going to get Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar. Bell rings. And Brock Lesnar's straight out the blocks. Oh, fuck. Shoves McIntyre to a corner. On, shoulders to the midsection. Come on, Drew. Try and fight this early going. You know what Brock's like. I was reversed by McIntyre. Yeah, look at the power. Playmore kick. Power McIntyre. One, One, two. Oh. No. Lesnar managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Well, Drew managed to hit the mark. Heyman there shocked how easy that nearly was. And McIntyre's not giving up. Going to go for it again. He's looking to reload. Waiting for Lesnar to get back up. Shouting for him. No, Lesnar moves. Uh-oh. Suplex City. Oh, my God. Has found its way to the performance centre. Well, there you go. American with a German on the Scotsman. And he's going to try it again. Uh, McIntyre holding on to the top rope. Clubbing blows to the black back. Gets him to release his grip. And the German was successful. And again, you know, someone the height and size and build of McIntyre still manages to get thrown. Halfway across the ring. At least three quarters across. And so Drew is a little bit troubled. But you saw the strength managing to hold onto the ropes. To delay it just for a second. He tries it again. The clubbing blows. Release the grip. And McIntyre's in a crumpled heap on the mat. And now Brock. And we've seen this before countless of times. We don't want to see it again. F5 connects. Oh no. One. <laughs> McIntyre kicks out. Uh-huh. At one. One. He sure does. That shows the toughness of Drew. Brock thought he could just be like, yeah. Well, he's kind of eyeing up his opponent, seeing what it's going to take to put a big man down. Well, McIntyre needs to stay in this match. That's what he needs to do. He needs to let the time is his friend at this moment. The longer it goes, the better it's going to be. Uh-oh. Well, Lesnar's going to try and finish it quickly then as he goes for Claymore number... Sorry, F5 number two. Two. Oh, my God. Well, one F5 got a one. One. Two F5s got a two. Two. So what's the third F5 going to get, James? Hopefully a Claymore kick and McIntyre in serious trouble. And Lesnar just, with the bigger man, he seems to know what to do. The the smaller man kind of throws him off maybe a little bit. And Drew struggling to get to the ropes. Just think, Drew, 19 years this has taken. Your first WWE title opportunity is in the main event of WrestleMania. You think about that. As Lesnar now, third F5... Looking to finish this off. This one's for the three. 
Bang. Oh. Hits it. One, two. I'm sorry, Jack. Hey! No, McIntyre kicks out. Uh, well, three F5 put away the Untaker to end the streak. McIntyre then is tougher than the Untaker. He's still in this match. Heyman's saying he's really good, but hit him again. So you can do this. Lionel Richie style, James. Oh. All night long. Well, I'll tell you something. If McIntyre wins, I'll be dancing from the ceiling. I'll be like, hello, is it me you're looking for? All right, let's... I'm sorry, Dan. I should be easy like Sunday morning. As Lesnar now stands over McIntyre. Come on, Drew. Well, Lesnar's smirking, James. No, he's not, Dan. He's just happy because he's got bro- he's got Drew in position for, for a full F5. McIntyre pushes him off. Claymore kick. Boom. Come on, Drew. Doesn't go for the cover. Mistake from McIntyre. Well, three F5s can put Drew away. Will third F... Claymore... Put Lesnar away. Come no. Come on now. Drew wants him up. He wants him up. He dares him up. Drew saying, look at me. Third Claymore kick. One, One two, two, three. <laughs> and his dreams come true. <laughs> Let's get a fucking shit face. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. And you can see exactly what it means to him as a referee. Put hands up. He looks at his fallen victim before reaching out. Uh, what a moment for Drew McIntyre, who's beaten the beast. Three F5s couldn't keep him down. The 19-year journey couldn't keep him down. And McIntyre is your new WWE champion. The very first British man to ever hold that championship. And it comes to a guy that we respect deserves it yeah there's no fans in attendance but everybody around the world will be cheering now absolutely brilliant from drew dan what are your thoughts on that match yeah absolutely brilliant um could we have seen a bit more from both guys you know could we see seeing them phone them about each other uh phone each other about a bit more i think that probably would have added a bit more to this match but you know all we literally saw was german suplexes claymore kicks and f5s it was very similar to the braun goldberg match the night previously wasn't it absolutely really? um, it's um but, you know do you think that was like right uh you know we've kind of got the bot lesnar mcintyre thing in place we know what's happening there braun braun goldberg just copy what they're gonna do yeah i mean it seems that way doesn't it you know but i mean what a moment it is for Drew McIntyre as he's on his knees with a title. You can see what it means to him as we see Drew looking into the camera. Aye. Thank you. You're welcome, Thank Drew. Thank you, Drew. No You're problems, welcome. mate. We're just glad we could help along the journey. Drew McIntyre for Mayor Scotland is a new WWE champion. Drew McIntyre did. How many WWE titles did Drew McIntyre won? Well, he's fucking won one now, hasn't he? he? Becomes the first man. Only another 12 more to go, James. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Drew McIntyre, main events mania, beats Lesnar, is WWE champion. Can you get any better than that? What an image to end on. All right, so that means the points were level 13 all, so it means we both get scores. We are four all now when it comes to pay-per-views overall. We are matching, and there's probably not going to be another pay-per-view this year <laughs> at the no. moment. Now, the same money in the bank uh, is going to be, I think, May 10th, but it's not going to be in the original arena. But anyway, we'll look back at WrestleMania. What a moment that was. Of course, we've seen part one and now part two. Uh, we start off with a kick-off, which was... Uh, Liv Morgan versus Natalia. Again, flat, three out of five. And then we have Flair versus Ripley for the NXT Women's title to start us off. 
Um, this match, it was very good. You know, both women certainly brought it. Flair definitely brought out something good in Rare Ripley. Uh, even in defeat, I think Rare Ripley can still come up from this. You know, she can still kind of move on. I think it might have been a goodbye from NXT and kind of her evolution going to be on the main roster. Without a doubt, I think it's a very basic story, didn't it? With Ripley making that mistake with the, the leg and Flair seizing that opportunity. And like I said, it was kind of more of a rookie era. Ripley will learn from that. Obviously, they see Charlotte to their helping NXT as well in the Wednesday Night War. Uh, and hopefully, Ripley does get a chance, whether it be on Raw or SmackDown, in the coming year as well. Hope, let's hope she ho- holds gold again, you know, like... Uh, that that is a shame, you know. Absolutely, I gave that a four out of five. I gave that four and a quarter out of five. I thought the um, yeah, it might have gone a little bit too long, but I think it's still enjoyable. Uh, and then we had Alistair Black versus Lashley. Did what it said on the tin, didn't it? Black Mass and over and done with. Three out of five. Yeah, very standard. Three and a quarter out of five. Otis versus Dolph Ziggler was next. Again, you know, for me, this wasn't so much about the match, but about the whole moment in its entirety. You know, it was a very good feel-good moment. Uh, Otis kind of not only getting the victory over Dolph Ziggler, but Mandy Rose kind of saying, look, you know, I'm going to give this husky, bearded, long-haired fellow a chance. Yeah, what a moment. We finally got that WrestleMania moment between two. Imagine what it would have been like in crowd, but fantastic. Uh, I gave that four and a quarter out of five. Uh, I too gave that four and a quarter out of five. Fucking brilliant. And then we had Edge versus your man, Randy Orton, to bring us down. Well, this match, um, it didn't need to go on as long as it did. You know, um, you could kind of see that this was Edge's grand goodbye. You know, he wanted to go out on a bomb and it kind of bombed. Yeah. You know, unfortunately. Um, I think, yeah, you know, you could have taken about 10, 15 minutes off this match. At least, yeah. and it still probably would have had the same delivering effect. Yeah, I think this is this, you know, and that's what we see. Uh, I still think it wasn't bad. Like, like I said, cut out the majority of it and have the ending in the beginning. It was fun. I gave it a three and a quarter out of five. Uh, I gave that a three and a quarter out of five as well. Uh, up next for tag team match: Street Profits beating um, Angel Garza and of course Austin Theory. Three out of five, just because the Bianca Belair moment was quite cool. Yeah, I agree with you. Three out of five for that as well. And then the SmackDown Women's title, the elimination match, Dan? Yeah, it was uh, a bit of a different match the way it played out to what I was expecting. I was hoping to see a bit more intensity and heat between Banks and Bailey, but they kind of remained friends till the end. Um, I like the way they had to gang up on Tamina Snooker. I think they're trying to put her up as a unbeatable monster, trying to sh- fill the shoes that Nia Jax has emptied. And... Um, Naomi's was kind of a bit of lacklustre. Lacey Evans looked like she was fighting until the end, you know, trying to fight off both Bailey and Banks. Uh, but then eventually come unstuck with a bit of help to Banks' interference. Yeah, it wasn't bad match. So I got three and three quarters out of five. Uh, I gave that a three and a half out of five. And then we had the mind fuck. That was the Firehouse Fun Five match. And it was just, um, or oh, the Funhouse Firefly. The Firefly Funhouse match. It's not easy for me to say that. Uh, it was incredible, really, what we saw with different, you know, eras of John Cena with Bray Wyatt playing the kind of... Uh, the conductor to the orchestra so to speak you know so many different references as well it's, it's it's definitely worth multi-viewing isn't it you know it is yeah it's it's one of their matches well you couldn't really call it a match but it was 
It was something that took place during WrestleMania that was very entertaining and something that we've not seen before, which is absolutely great. And we, like, we, you know, we kind of did make the point of if this was in front of an audience, would it have been the same? Yeah, exactly. And this is the thing. And, and did it take away? I think it didn't. I think it took away from the main event. The Firefly Funhouse was a five out of five for me. Uh, I'll have to agree with you, five out of five for that as well. And then we had Lesnar versus Drew, which again I think suffered from coming after five out of five Funhouse. But I still think it delivered in what it needs to be with Drew McIntyre becoming WWE champion. Um, I think the moment kind of ranks higher than the actual match itself. The match itself wasn't that great. You know, all we saw was German suplexes, F5s and Claymore kicks. I'd like to see throw each other about like two big hosses coming together. Uh, you know, a couple of tests of strength, a bit more wrestling, a bit more, you know, content on that retrospect. But, you know, the moment after it, him keeping Lesnar down for the free count is the moment that you're going to take away from that match. Yeah, I gave that three and a half out of uh, five. I gave that a three and three quarters out of five. It was kind of, you know, it, it was just a moment. Yeah, I think um, the man of the the night, Wyatt and uh, Drew McIntyre for me were those two guys, you know, definitely delivering where it needed to be with Drew with a victory and Bray with the performance. For me, Otis. It was, you know, it was a magical moment for Otis and Mandy Rose, and it was absolutely perfect. The story was told absolutely brilliantly, and in the end, the hard work and determination, and the man got his girl. Yeah. Um, what was your match tonight, Firefly Funhouse? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. And your ranking out of ten? Um, my ranking out of ten is going to be eight and three quarters. I'm going to give it a nine just because of uh, everything kind of really delivered. Apart from Edge Orton, which kind of ran too long, we still had the right winner and it felt more like WrestleMania than ever. I mean, apart from maybe Ripley as well, I think when you look at the main matches, they really did deliver, you know? Absolutely, yeah. There was a few downers in it, but I think the good outweighed the bad. So it means that is WrestleMania's for all, like I said, pay-per-views as uh, we move on. So there's always surprises when it comes to certain things. As things do change, of course, here on the WNR podcast, uh, with social distancing and everything like this, um, this is kind of not the wrap-up we wanted to end it with, but we are, and we're going to continue now, and we're going to talk about the raw results quickly and a bit of news and everything like this, and uh, hopefully everybody at home will be able to listen along and, you know, tune in. I say apologies for the sound as well. Of course, this is the kind of recording that I usually do with Dan or the WNR podcast is all about but we just want to kind of wrap it up and everything like that um first and foremost there's a couple of programs on the WWE network actually that were really enjoyable uh w24 with edge i think anybody in isolation is definitely worthwhile going and watching that just talking about edge's return and uh, how he got cleared and basically keeping the fans in the dark and we see kind of you know his moment of rumble when he returned there's a lovely bit where uh he's asking everybody back they're going oh my god i can't believe it and christian just says to him yeah it's all right which kind of reminds me of dan um chronicle with drew mcintyre as well talking about his journey in scotland that kind of changed as well because he got caught in isolation which is a little bit strange uh, but again really really worth it i mean the edge thing's about an hour and 15 but it just flew by the same thing with drew mcintyre about 45 minutes and then the untold series which kind of really reached its peak on the network but um sean michaels and kurt angle just told their story and their match leading into wrestlemania 21 which is probably one of the best 
that there is. Alright, so we'll do the raw after results then. And uh, it, it does feel so weird. Dan not here at this moment, but he will be back before the end. Um, the raw after WrestleMania is just UW's most unpredictable show of the year, but obviously, much like what's going on here, it is uh, lots of, to change. So we had Oscar defeating Liv Morgan in our first match. Street Profits and Bianca Belair defeating Angel Garza, Austin Fury and Zelina Vega. Belair's now should have been called up from NXT. Uh, Alistair Black defeated Apollo Crews. Crews is now a member of the Raw roster moving from SmackDown. Ricochet and Cedric Alexander defeated Andy Lurkin and Danny Burch. Of course, our favourite tag team. We absolutely love them. Seth Rollins defeated Denzel Dijonette in a squash match. Nia Jax returned to defeat Deanna Perut. So this was uh, after being sidelined for one year with an injury. Now, of course, Ronda Rousey's statements have uh, come through as well since the time of recording. And uh, the way she's saying, you know, with uh, fake sense, because lots, a lot of uh, furore on Twitter and everything. And, uh, you know, I, I, I do believe that maybe she's planning a return as a heel, so I think that will work out for her. Humberto de Carrillo defeated Brendan Vink, and Drew McIntyre did the big show to retain the championship. You probably look at the last match and thinking, what the hell? Well, Raw's closing segment was shocking footage from the aftermath of WrestleMania 36, where the big show go to McIntyre's on pump two title match. Parts it like a Scottish psychopath would drop the title 20 minutes after winning it, but of course my man didn't hit the Claymore kick to secure the pin. It was a bizarre way to end Raw. Uh, and then on SmackDown, of course, we're live tweeting on SmackDown as well. Uh, we have Braun Strowman come out, get challenged by Nakamura, who defeated later on in the night. We had Tamina challenging um, Sasha Banks next week. We also had a couple of money rank qualifiers put into place. You know, I'll tell you what, SmackDown wasn't too bad. It was actually more enjoyable than Raw. We had um, Ziggler beating Tucker, and of course, that feud is going to continue. And of course, Bray Wyatt, The Fiend in the end. Uh, with Strowman, so we know that's the top match going down the road. SmackDown was quite enjoyable as well. Well, after WWE said that they were going to um, cancel all live shows and just to go to tape, and they're actually saying they're going to go live again. So WWE are going to film all their shows live. It's the latest news that we're getting. Uh, Vince McMahon made this decision. Many of the talent roster are very unhappy about it. It was a Friday at SmackDown. Of course, everybody's going to be upset. There's an employee now in WWE with um, COVID-19. And, of course, they're saying he had nothing to do with it. But still, at this time, there's no point doing live. And this, of course, is why we're changing it up. And speaking of changing up, our next episode was scheduled to be NXT update. But we're going to do that next month now. In the next couple of weeks, we've got some very special episodes coming up. Next week, we've got The Undertaker Part 4 special when we look at Undertaker since 2015 until now it's a podcast I've been waiting to do for a very long time yeah don't forget about Twitter as well of course we'd just like to thank everybody who followed us and uh, liked and tweeted retweeted over Wrestlemania weekend of course we try and do Smackdown live as well and of course we always do a Twitter follower of the week and our Twitter follower week this week is Nikhil Sharma who's uh, been liking most of the stuff we've been doing at Nikhil S8107-2435. Uh, quite a popular handle, looks like. Uh, but you are our Twitter follower of the week. Of course, we'll DM you, and you can uh, have what you want on the podcast, basically. But like I said, next week, the Undertaker special, and then the following week, when we talk about what we're going to do with episodes, is, of course, the match of the year, where we look at our matches of the year from 2015 to 2020 since the podcast begun. And, of course... May 3rd, May 4th, is the 5th anniversary of the WNR podcast. Now back to us. 
All right, so that's it for WrestleMania. Don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at WWNetReview or at Vince McDan WWE. I'm at Jamescore. Right, of course, all Google platforms. Send us an email, WNRPodcast at gmail.com. We're on Facebook. Yes, we're on Facebook. You can come and find our page and give us a like with a WNR podcast. And come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. And subscribe to our YouTube channel, WNR Podcast. All the stuff going on YouTube, the other places like SoundCloud. Spreaker where we've got live shows Stitcher Radio and, and iTunes we download subscribe rate and review there but that is I've been James Bones as always was joined by Dan White thanks for listening everybody and bye bye